Hey guys, welcome back to the Anime Collector and welcome back to the OCA podcast with me and my co-host Don Jobu Agi, which we've already, we've already got Reese in the uh, the chat here. Flat, cracked well, last desktop last night. Oh, that's not good. And got a BSOD this morning, blue screen of death. Okay. Yeah. Sorry to hear that, man. <laughs> I better go back to. Uh, I'm I'm gonna let Augie stall for a minute because I Augie sent me a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of articles that I'm adding to our, our um, topic of discussion right now. <laughs> well, well, it is the well, it is the Christmas season, and also for this meet, we we're finally reaching the Sweet Sixteen. Ooh la la! And with that, we are. We're on hmm? podcast fifteen. Sixteen. Fifteen. Are we old enough to drive? Will we know? Will we find out at the wheel of the car? Let me double check. We're on podcast 15. 15. 15. Yeah, last last podcast was uh, You Communists Are So Cruel. That was number 14. So, yeah, we're on 15. Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, well, so one more away from <laughs> podcast 15. So it is. 16. <laughs> one more away from 16. Um, all right. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> so we're on podcast 15. Uh, Correct. Okay, here's the new release. Uh, December 14th. Ooh, it's a good thing I checked out this link. I better hide the, the adult stuff. Well, I wish I could see. I definitely, I definitely can't show you that. Ooh, Hunter Hunter Phantom Rogue. Ooh, that's interesting. I think. Uh, FD and right, Fudnam asks if your mic sounds worse, or is it a sinus? Oh, let infection? me double. Let me double check that my. There we go. There we go. Does that sound better? That's better. Does that sound better? They, we, oh, oh, they have a delay. They have a delay. Yeah. All right, I'm going to get back to this. Okay. Um, okay, so I'm going to put this under release notes. Uh, yeah, there's there's one of those adult ones that's just like, it, it was explicit enough that I, I definitely didn't want to have to go back through and... Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to have to go back through and fix it later. <laughs> We're adults. It's midnight in New York. Let's see. Uh, pre-orders. Pre-orders. Right. So, uh, for those of you who are new, or I guess in general, if you just don't know, we started a um, Facebook group for the podcast. And from now on, oh, that cool. That was the last one I needed. All right. So from now on, I'm going to um, let me bookmark all these tabs. Uh, podcast trash. <laughs> Just so that I can get these back if I need them. Uh, so I can get rid of all these. And then, all right, cool. We're good. Um, get rid of that. And let me save. Because last time my um, my tab suspender ended up really screwing me over with I, I spent like an hour editing the document and then my tab suspender suspended the tab and then I lost all my edits and it was uh, not a fun day. Anyway, um, so yeah, let's. Uh... He's reading. What, where did where does Ro rogue rogue? Rouge. 
Where did that come out? Where? Why did that come into the conversation at all? Did you mention? Is that no? The the new Star Wars is the Last Jedi. Is that what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, did I wait? Was that the name of the? Uh, was that the name of the uh, the Hunter Hunter movie? I don't know. You have the article right in front of you. Well, it wasn't an article. It was the. It was the pre-order on right stuff. So let me check. Oh. And let me double check that when I click this link that it, okay, good. Phantom Rouge. Yeah, you're right. Okay, awesome. Phantom Rouge. Got it. Is that, does that say Rogue? Now, now you got me. I think that does, I don't know. I'm Is so rogue confused or now. Rouge? Anyway. <laughs> rogue the Bat Rouge. We'll see how he spilled it. Yeah, he, it's Rouge. Anyway. Um, so here's what, what has been the last couple days for me. First of all, uh, I just made dinner, so I'm going to be eating a salad during this, so I'll try to mute this out when Augie's doing his stuff. But um, I was in Lake Tahoe in a cabin um, last week. My son was the worst behaved he's ever been. I don't know if it was the altitude or what, but it was awful. Um, I got back to California to my in-law's house, uh, and then I came back here and I left my pillow in um california and i cannot sleep without that pillow it i it's magic i don't know but uh so i got back here monday night i went to the store and i thought okay so i know i forgot my pillow i need to get back onto a night schedule before the podcast so i thought to myself i'm gonna buy some booze to help me override my normal sleeping schedule or the 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 day schedule i was on and help to sort of knock myself out, which is not, let's say, the healthiest thing to do. Uh, so I bought a bottle of Patron, which is tequila. I don't usually drink tequila. And actually, Augie, you talked to me during this whole debacle the other day. Oh, yeah. Um, I know I wasn't 100%. How sober did I sound? Well, I'm not going to lie. I was very disappointed. A certain yeah. someone didn't do the Pee Wee Herman tequila dance. Yeah. So anyway, you sounded I don't, you sounded just normal. So I sounded pretty normal, right? I might have been yeah. slurring my speech very slightly. Um, but anyway, um, I, I'll I'll come back to that point in a minute. So here's the thing. I don't really drink tequila. I don't really care for the taste. But everybody tells me that Patron is really really smooth. They're definitely right. Tastes a lot better than the stuff I was drink that I had had before. Um, and like the first time I drank tequila was like when I first had a sip of alcohol, you know, like it was just, you kind of go through everything and you you decide what you like and what you don't like. And so, uh, there's that saying one tequila, two tequila, three tequila floor, you know, it's the idea that it, you drink it and you feel like nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden it hits you all at once. Right. So I was apprehensive about it and I was drinking at home. So I'm like, there's, there's no reason to be worried. Just going to take it slow. And uh, hopefully this is going to help me to get back onto a night schedule. So around the time when I needed to go to bed to sort of get back onto my normal schedule, I took a shot, felt nothing, felt absolutely nothing. Took a second shot, felt nothing. Third shot, I might have been imagining it, but I kind of just felt like I had like one beer. Like I just, it was, it was almost unregisterable. Over the course of four hours, I had a total of nine shots. and I. After that ninth shot, I can't remember if I talked to, to you, Augie, after the seventh shot 
or after the ninth shot because um pardon after the sixth shot or after the ninth shot because i took shots seven eight and nine in a row uh i was so disappointed with patron or with tequila in general at that point and uh after the ninth shot, I was still sober enough to say, okay, I should probably stop because at the rate things are going, I feel like I could die of alcohol poisoning before I ever get even inebriated. <laughs> so anyway, apparently I'm um, immune to Patron. I don't know what the heck was going on. It was like there was no alcohol in it whatsoever. Um, and it, it was, that was just a little freaky. So anyway, I just thought I'd share that story. I want to know if anybody else has ever had a similar um response to uh tequila and by the by the way by the time i finally got to bed it was it was the normal bedtime so <laughs> it totally sucked it was awful i've um i have not had a, a a really good week in terms of sleep because i need that pillow anyway um now i think we've we've killed enough time people are gonna um well, speaking be of ready for uh, us to to go Speaking of your pillow it, it's kind of strange that you're wearing the same shirt that the my pillow guy's wearing as you're Explaining that story. My pillow guy? Is that yeah. a commercial? Uh, I don't have yeah, TV in my house. Seen by TV products. Yeah. I, I don't have TV in my house, but I um when I was in Tahoe, there they had TV there, so I it was on, you know, in the in the cabin I was staying in. And uh I hate commercials. I do not miss TV at all. Um and then when I got back, I went to uh I went to the barber. I got my hair cut and they had ESPN on. Um, I don't know how anybody can watch that. Number one, number two, a commercial came on for the Microsoft surface pro, which is like the, uh, the Microsoft version of a MacBook pro. And there is a woman in that commercial editing and premiere with a stylus. And that makes me cringe every single time I see it because nobody does that. That's such BS. They just like, this will look cool, you know, <laughs> and it's terrible. Hey, so you might need to stop beating up the podium that you're on. Camera's like shaking all over the place, you yeah, know, like no. that. All right. Um, okay, so might need to share um, another screen. Yeah. Might need to share another screen. Well, for later. By the way, uh, uh shoot. Yeah, I'll do it. Oh, first of all, not not only half the lights are on in here. I'm so not prepared today. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, second of all, just to change the scenery up a little bit. I'm just gonna gonna put this green screen back the way it's supposed to go, even though I'm not gonna use it. I'm doing something for uh, FDDNM. By the way, since you're here, FDDNM, and since I've been sort of beating around the bush on this topic, um, bush beater, Star Wars. Uh, since you're a mod, can you do me a favor and keep an eye out for Star Wars spoilers? Um, personally, I don't care. I don't. I don't give a rip about Star Wars, <laughs> but uh, Augie is concerned that there are going to be a lot of Star Wars uh, spoilers in the chat. So and I don't want to read it. Um, I I task you with that. Um, anyway, uh, man, I need to really decompress my head. You know, I'm going to grab a water. That's what I'm going to do. Go ahead, go ahead, Augie. You want to start pickups first? Are you sure you want to start pickups or news? I would love to. We start always do pickups, pickups first. Okay. Yeah, we always do pickups first. Go ahead and All start right. with pickups. You want me to go over the stuff I got for you first, or do you want me to just send that to you, or should we talk about that at all? Or show what's complete. That way, I don't have to deal with the incomplete. I, I already I forgot the rest I of it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The one that's complete uh, out out of the two series I got you. 
Yeah. All right. So right before I left uh, California, um, I went to book off as I always do. Augie had me pick him up. Princess, princess. <laughs> so go ahead and uh, continue with the rest of your stuff. I'm just going to grab some waters real quick. I see he bought that twice in public. He saved me the effort of buying that in public. So thank you very much. Now on to what I got for this for the last two weeks. We start off with completing more stuff. As shown last time, I had the two Digimon Tri, tri DVDs. Ooh. Well, now I got the third one. Locally, that's good. Le stuff. Which leads on, which leads on to another thing that I've hinted before two podcasts ago, and now it finally came <laughs> in. So there's Marmalade Boy one, then Marmalade Boy two, nice. and AC the. Hmm? That guy on there. Um, go ahead and show the Marmalade Boy. Not the other one. Okay, the, the other, other one. one. Whoop. Showing them both. I think they're that yeah, guy um, looks just like Ken Robbins from uh, um, Kaleido Star. Anyway, Matt, I take it you've been watching some Star. Uh, no, I know. I just absolutely love that show. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did you ever get the Jonathan the Plush seal? No, but I I wanted to, and I. That's such a great show. God. Oh yeah. That show will that show will make you cry every like five episodes or so. So good. Yeah, it's a pretty good sports show. But to answer your question about this series for this release on the back of this box, it confirms what's said in front of me that I can't read. Confirms. Does it have the uh the original TV debut promos, dub outtakes. Those are, well, not the dub outtakes. There's a uh, commentary. God, the commentaries for that thing are so funny. They're they're the reason that, that it's worth having. The, the when, before they re-released it, it was the reason it was worth having the show. It's just those those uh, might, cast and crew commentaries. That might be part of it. But continuing, it might. On, continuing on, I finally completed. The original Giver OVA. Ooh, full of gore, uh, box. gore slashing and explo explosions. Eh, I can. I'd rather save the money to have the items to watch than to pay 300 more for a box. Which you probably have. I who do. Knows? I'm going to grab it right now. Who knows who, how much they're selling it for? Here's the box. It's all golden. Is he like a. Oh. I'm more curious, sir. Camera on you, camera on me. Back to you. Back to me. Back to you. And from a local group, I finally got this for a decent price for one decent price for once. Uh Sola. And the what's also pretty cool about it is that it's sealed. Ooh. Nice. And moving on to the rest of the discotheque that I said I would get. One is Shogun, the complete TV series. Ooh. Go Go Shogun? Go Shogun. Which I think there was like a dubbed episode or two, uh, two, and they called it Macron 1. Then again, I could be dead wrong. I do apologize if I, if I am. And 
I hope we get a wild geese release from this, but Swan Lake from Discotech and all of its uh, digitized glory. So I'm not sure if they took their time to release it or this is a decent release and they had to rush the print on the paper. Moving right along, long lo another local buy would be, and I saw this in theaters, Your Name. Yeah, this is definitely the Mr. and Mrs. Uh, 100,000 Fahrenheit. I had about the story of rocketing to the moon. Or fire like a comet light. Yeah, whatever that Queen song is. Now on to the Sentai cell. Hold on. You talking about um, Don't Stop Me Now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so how's that salad chomping? Fantastic. I've been muted until Are now. So nobody, nobody knew I was eating. <laughs> Are you one with the triceratops? Mm-hmm. Okay. Half of this podcast is, is embarrassing shots that cut back to me randomly with food in my mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's how life feed goes. Couple, Sometimes it recognizes down. A couple podcasts ago, there's a shot of me licking the mayonnaise out of a Subway sandwich before it fell on the floor. <laughs> anyway, back to you. <laughs> and yes, the collection for uh, Marmalade Boyd has the the second one has the movie. Now, the Sentai Cell, first up. The, the movie was in the original box sets, right? I don't know. I didn't own the original box sets. Killing me here. That's some. That's something I should be asking you. Yes, I will look. <laughs> Am I muted? I'm not. Right. Okay. Good. No. <laughs> I didn't need how how can I hear you if you're not muted? I wasn't sure. No, they are here. Ugh. All right. Ultimate Scrapbook, Volume Four. One of the harder ones to get. I think Ray's the harder one, but special special Marmalade Boy movie. That's probably it. Ah, there we go. I just love the the eighties triangles everywhere in this show. It's a guilty pleasure. Actually, that's one of the shows that um, that I didn't own before. That actually got absorbed into my collection when my wife and I got married. Sweet. So are we on to the Sentai cell or someone uh, <laughs> there's, a little there's my April Fool's hold on. There's my April Fool's uh, uh, anime collector tip is just marry somebody who has a big collection as well. <laughs> eh. Well, I'll reduce drama unless it's different genres that you don't like. But I do not know this yet. So well, there was there was probably like five five titles: Inuyasha, Marmalade Boy, uh, FLCL. Uh, that might have been it. <laughs> that might have been it. The, it the original FLCL. It was Sync no Point. got it. Sync Point. So I've it wasn't. I've actually got. Yeah. I've actually got an extra copy right here of it. Is it Sync Point? Yeah, Sync Point. Huh. Okay. Just one that was Pioneer. Yeah. I'm wrong. Um, Sync Point. All right, now moving back to the Sentai cell before something else happens. One of their 
first up, one of their original releases from from when they changed to Sentai is uh, Akane Iro Nisomaru Saka. And from what I've read from the back of the box, it's another story of a boy cross-dressing to go to a girl's, girl's high school. Hold on. I could be dead wrong. You said that was a title they obtained before they became Sentai? Are you saying ADV? They were ADV. They split up into the flower that Ares Holdings had. They became Sentai. This was one of the Acer. first files that they released. What? Acer, Acer Holdings, Acer not, Holdings, not Ares. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was that was like a thing that they were going to have as ADV, but then the whole kerfuffle happened. No, the whole kerfuffle happened, then they got it. Okay. One of the few shows that was part of that kerfuffle that they either had or lost was Sergeant Frog and Princess Resurrection. I think uh, Super Gals and we, you just mentioned it earlier, Kaleidostar might have been one of those lost in the kerfuffle. I was muted. Yeah, I'm not sorry. I'm just going to stay unmuted. You guys are going to listen to me eat. I'll try to be quick. Anyway. All right. Up next, 11 Eyes. What's it about? I don't know. I'm still stuck in 2012 because it's 11 Eyes. Do you have 24 Eyes? Isn't that a hentai? No. What? <laughs> are you hiding <laughs> stuff from us? Hold on. <laughs> Where did I... Ah, everything has moved because of... I had to get the backdrop set up for something. Should hey, be right hey here, you're though. the one with the OCD. I, I do, yeah. Uh, Tetsujin. Where did I move that stuff? Wedding Peach. How? Oh. Gosh, I have no idea where I put it. Um... Yep, not not gonna find it right now. Anyway, it's a it's a live action movie, but it I don't it's weird. It's got like a here it's down here. Tokyo Ghoul Trigon. It's gotta be under here. You didn't put it with the numbers. No, because it's spelt it's spelt out with the uh, it's spelt out alphabetically. Oh, uh, Criterion Collection. Yep. Um, so, look it up on Anime News Network. There is a... There's like a anime... Oh, this is part of the Seven Boys, isn't it? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. Yeah, so 24 eyes is referring to the to the number of eyes of the children. You know, like two for each kid. Okay. Or whatever. So, anyway. I, don't, I, I can't believe I wasted so much time bringing that up. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I, I think someone's a little jealous. Uh up next, one from a few years back that's been on my queue, Photo Kana. Kano. Huh. Ooh. <laughs> Forgot to click on your camera so nobody has to see that. Oh, okay, so now let's begin. Woo. There you go. That oh, was Sentai another, still? Still Sentai. Still on Sentai. Another one that's been on my queue. Bike one. Your hair is going nuts right now with uh, that headphone. Good. <laughs> I'm rocking it out. Another one. 
Once again, another one on my queue. Natori the Sacred Slayer. Back up a bit. Ooh. All still sealed. All right. One, another Genion re-release from them. Can't read it. Look. Little, little Fairy Sugar. Fairy Sugar. That's because you can have read you it. Have you seen that yet? I have not seen it. Huh. I, I didn't have to read it. I recognize that's one of the best shows I've ever seen. For a while, I'm I not ashamed to say that. Was, for a while, I thought uh, Fairy Bottle was like a part of it or something, so that's why I avoided it, but you confirmed it wasn't. Thank you for that. It's not. All right. But, seriously, that show, the architecture design in that show is unreal in Little Snow Fairy Sugar. Okay. How's it compared to Arietti or the Littles? Oh, no, you, you got to see it. It's it's not what you're thinking at all. Um, I'm talking about the town that the girl lives in. They actually went to a German town for, like, months and sketched out. It's insane. You just got to see it. It's an unbelievable layout okay. uh, for the town. It, it, it's striking. Um, I'm, I'm going to come back, and we're going to go through the chat before we go to my pickups, but I'm just going to acknowledge right now, Alex Katz wants to know where is the art in anime. Go watch uh, Little Snow Fairy Sugar. There's plenty of art in that. It's pretty. It's breathtaking. But hold on, I need to show you how to make a hand. First, you get one, one of the family. Then you get two of the family. Then you get three of the family. Then you get four of the family. Then you bring the bastard fifth in the family that has a nerd in it. So all of psychic. What the heck? What's that top one? Unlimited something or other? Uh, Unlimited Psychic Squad. This is, if you want the original name, it's Zentai Karen Children. Yeah. Um, Pokemon. I have I, I have some of Psychic Squad. I didn't. I don't know if I finished it or not. Well, there's five, technically five volumes, for the original and the spinoff. And as I also bought before, something on the uh, Sentai sale, but it hasn't gotten here yet. I expected to come a lot longer, but two more items, but one one needs prep. As mentioned before, I had I showed off that I had Please Teacher and Please Twins, and somebody didn't like the different boxes. Well, luckily, I finally. Finally got Please Teacher as well. So now they're matching twinsies. Ooh. I have the Bandai Animate Legends version of those, but I've always liked those boxes. It's just, I worried that if I get those, not that you'd ever see them because they're in the later edges. Now, I'm not going to have the same problem as um, Gal Geiger, but those are those st striking colors that are going to stand out in the backdrop. Wouldn't, wouldn't they match more with Gal Gadot? Because now you can finally have the full ketchup, mustard, and relish. You just, you just love that joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the problem with it is that uh, those are under P, so they'll be they'll be like off camera. Well, obviously, um, you put Gal Gadot in P for power. Come on. But one <laughs> one thing I mentioned that I pre-ordered and it finally came in is Squid Girl. Ooh, ooh! You spent over a hundred bucks for that? 
Eh, near but not on. So now I finally completed. I, I'm dying to get that set, but I'm just I'm waiting for it to be as, as cheap as possible. Yeah, wait, it'll be cheap. Yeah, just because I can't, uh, you know, we've been over this. I don't, I don't want to go into it. Yeah, but about time, my <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Old man says, <laughs> Old man just brought up the fact that uh, a little Snow Fairy Sugar Special Limited Edition included two shampoo bottles. <laughs> I forgot about didn't that. They, didn't they do the same thing with Fairy Bottle? I think that's why I got confused <laughs> about that. Bottle Fairy? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They might have. But that doesn't have a limited edition, though, does it? I could have sworn I saw that. It could be Sugar Fairy. Because it's only two uh, It's only two, two volumes. Yeah, it's, it's Little yeah. Snow Fairy Sugar comes with. Had those two bottles of shampoo, and it, you're just like, why? <laughs> but then again, um, Witch Hunter Robin came with a shot glass. <laughs> Man, there you go. Don't know why that came with shot glass, but... Also, for shuffle one of the came watches, with a I, pair of a pair of panties that no that no human being could ever wear. <laughs> that's why you have dolls. Come on. <laughs> uh, one thing I finished the, before we head over to your pickups. One thing I did finish this week was the first collection of Lupin the Third. Ooh, nice. So I'm ready for part two when I pre-order it. Whenever that is, probably soon. So how's the how's your Caesar? It's delicious. I, added, I I cut off slices of Parmesan and um, pecorino cheese in it, too. It's delicious. So how would the guy, I guess, rule his uh, Caligula? What? Nero. <laughs> My Caligula? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get through this chat. There's so much going on here. Um... A lot of people are a lot of people are claiming that they've uh, have that they either don't drink or they did and will never do it again. Um, I just don't. You guys, you guys, yeah, you guys must have just gone way overboard. <laughs> I I've never in my life ever been uh, hungover. That's <laughs> my Say what? FDDNM, his quote is Augie, you burn those discs and buy a buy the Blu-rays of the Digimon yeah. films, which we have. I, I didn't. I didn't bring it up. Later. I didn't bring it up, but, but uh, I got the Blu-ray of that same one right here. Although I need to, I need there to send this go. back because Amazon, Amazon totally botched the uh, the packaging. They shipped it in. Ah. Um, but uh, I just want to catch up on the chat. Keep forgetting to. I need to abuse that if they the fact that you can send it back. From, and, yeah. That's one of the only things that I, that Amazon has going for it, that right stuff is lagging behind on, but right stuff is so good at packing pack. I, of course I don't have an example right now. Oh, here I do. Right stuff is so good at packing. Uh, Protecting Ooh, their stuff that, that you almost never have familiar. trouble with it. Say what? That box, box looks, looks familiar. familiar. Obviously, yeah. it's a right stuff box. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. So, um, FDM says that I'm so not prepared today. Attitude is exactly what uh, he wants me to do for. Uh, we're we're I'm doing something for him regarding uh, the green screen. 
uh, where I'm playing a weatherman um, forecasting pre-orders that are coming out. <laughs> um, then Reese, uh, this is around the time when I when I had talked about Star Wars spoilers. Reese went on to say Darth Vader is Luke's father. <laughs> is that the message that? Okay, so right after that, it says message deleted by FDDNM. Um, oh, well, I, can I don't want to know copy. what it is. <laughs> it just says spoiler warning. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. Ooh. Okay, so uh, da, da, da. Yeah, burn the Digimon films. Uh, Reese says he got Nichi Joe um, Blu-ray DVD and Jinro. Jinro the Wolf Brigade. Yeah, he's, yeah, um, they're gonna have a good time. Really? What? Who released the the Blu-ray for that? Was that Discotech? Discotech. Yep. That's a that's a great movie, but I I feel like I only ever needed to see it once. Well, you can say that with Actually, Rambo too, but. Well, I'm not going to say that with Rainbow 2 because I've seen that numerous times. <laughs> it's so weird. It's a Western set in Vietnam. I love it. I love it. Anyway. It's a Western. Um, so the, the thing, though, about Jinro, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that was the final anime where every individual bullet hole like every shot from like the machine gun and stuff is, is hand animated every frame oh, we, do you remember that yeah i remember that also you can kind of tell the evolution of uh darn what's his name again Hiroshi? no uh oshi Mamoru oshi, oshi. yeah because we watched we watched uh dalos where he first started that mm -hmm. Then you kind of can see if you watch that, then watch Jinro, like the evolution of how his work progressed. Yeah, because he did the same. There's thing a lot of again. other things in between. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, um, now that you mention it, I feel like I do remember when we watched Dallas, thinking about some of the themes from Jinro, sort of peaking a little bit there. Um, Genshin uh, says uh, hello, and that they missed last week. Um, I'm sure that, that you meant the last podcast, because we only, we do these every other week because of Augie's schedule right now. Um, just in case it's not obvious, they're archived on the channel if you want to check them out. Oh, uh, John Shane pointed out, it's been over a year since I've seen it, but I don't remember any cross-dressing characters in Akane ni Iro Somaru Saka. Thank you. I did not know, and I was guessing at what I read on the back of the cover. So that's confirmed. <laughs> and Shane said, "Half." Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, FDDM brought up brought up a good point. Uh, so I'm just I, I need to add it to the description later. I'm just going to post it in the chat right now. The link to the uh, Open Chest Anime Facebook group. Um, you don't really need to join it. Like, uh, it's just that we, it gives you an opportunity between podcasts to submit topics for discussion and, and sort of, um, you know, like we have documents there for things like the anime watch club that we do. Um, so, uh, Lee Konshki, I think it was, had suggested that we go ahead and create a, an archive list or something like a, a list of all the things that we're projecting in the future we're probably going to watch at some point so that if you guys had those things and we're planning on watching them that you could see that okay so maybe you'll hold off 
uh, because we're probably going to talk about them in, in, you know, a future podcast. Uh, so that's there. And then we've also got, um, uh, like what we're going to be going over for the news, we've actually got like documents on on the um, the group for all of the articles that we're going to be going over. So from now on, rather than cramming them all in the description, I'm just going to have a link to the Facebook group um, where you'll be able to just go through the archive that way. Um, so it should be fun. Uh, it's the the um, the group is also connected to the Anime Collector Facebook page um, and the newly created tonight Donjobo Don Agi Facebook page. Uh, so it'll be interesting. It's going to give us opportunities to do some new things. So um, again, I, I posted the link there. You guys can check it out if you want. Uh, and I'm just going to catch up on this chat. FDDNM is really jealous of that Giver set. Um, it pops up on eBay from time to time um, for a decent price. So... Uh, Above Just fifty to three digits, typically. I I don't think I paid too much for it. Um, maybe sixty tops. I wouldn't have gone too crazy with it. It's just one of those things. The same with the first two Evangelion movies. It it's a paper box. <laughs> it's almost as silly as having a yeah. having a Coleco yes, <laughs> uh, Ultron six and one just slapping us. Sticker on it, calling it a Caltron and selling it for more. Speaking of which, since it's right here, it's holographic. The, uh, the shine. It's not holographic. Uh oh. Is it supposed to be? There might be two versions. I remember seeing one that was holographic. I don't think so. I'll tell you one that is holographic is uh, Evangelion. 1.11 that was the re-release of i guess funimation botched the original um 1.0 or whatever the rebuild 1.01 they botched something with the uh, release of that so they like released it again with a better quality anyway all right so let me let me get back through this i'm so distracted danny joined <laughs> danny joined danny joined hey danny don't know if danny's a guy or girl danny's a guy Okay. Get the freaking DVD. Your name. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so much stuff I want to bring up. <laughs> I gotta wait. Uh, let's just get through this chat. The movie never got released over here. The movie did get released over here. Um, referring to uh, Marmalade Boy. No. Okay. You got. Yeah. Okay. So all this stuff has been <laughs> addressed. Uh, you split the claim. Oh yeah. No. Yeah, Reese brings up a good point. I, I made that joke about how uh, I could do an April Fool's um, tip from the anime collector that if you just get married to somebody who has a big anime collection, all of a sudden you have, you know, what's yours is mine. Uh, makes a really good point here. Uh, if you split, they claim half of yours is theirs. So get that prenup, you know. Uh, in fact, we talked we talked in the last podcast. Rose's about, situation. Yeah, well, we talked in the last podcast about um, that uh, – that couple in Japan where the, the spurned uh, lover ended up selling the, the person's uh, anime collection. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's a weird situation. You have that going on. He's suing her, <laughs> but he's making sure that she stays home with him. I, I just, I the... love how, how that article, like, because as collectors, I guarantee that nobody watching this video uh, like all of us, we have a collection worth so much more than what was sold. Um, when we, when you look at the, the, 
the yen like uh, they sold uh sets totaling this much yen and it's like 400 bucks like <laughs> that's like not even a full shelf for me you know <laughs> anyway um so does someone have okay. stuff to show to the class I do. I've got a lot of stuff to show, but I want to get through this chat real quick. I'm I'm only halfway through it. <laughs> All I got yeah. within the last month was Alita Deluxe Volume One, um, AD Police Bubblegum Crash, Parasite Dolls, and I pre-ordered Alita Deluxe Volume Two through Three, uh, Platinum End Volume Four, and more JoJo. So Genshin, I, I have a question for you. How many freaking uh, parts to Battle Angel Alita are there? I was looking it up the other day, and I found out that um, like I found the complete thing for really cheap and i'm like oh this is part two and then i kept looking it's like okay so here's part three it's like so that's a little bit more expensive i still don't see part one it's like part eight are you serious <laughs> this isn't even last order or anything it's just <laughs> it got it got nuts i decided to give up <laughs> although uh, i will say that 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 manga is absolutely worth reading um i read it a long time ago not not the whole thing but just like the first seven or eight chapters or the first seven or eight volumes rather um it's awesome there's i we'll talk about the movie later but there's um there's in towards like the i think the fourth volume there's this insane part of the story where all of a sudden it just becomes this it becomes like a very serious sports anime it's nuts anyway we'll talk about that in a minute do i consider the blood the last vampire blu-ray a good steal for 13 dollars. if you don't have it i mean go ahead and get it um if it's op then yeah there's so much anime so cheap and so unrealistic why are so much anime so cheap and so unrealistical <laughs> uh is randomly yeah it's funny that you say that uh fdnm because i actually did the same thing oh, i don't want to grab it it's behind all that stuff but i did the same thing um not too long ago i bought that that blu-ray for really cheap a lot of anime with realistic visual style and plot is so underrated. Have you seen um, yet? What which series? I have. Uh, I'm I'm replying to the comment from Alex Katz. It says right. a lot of anime with realistic visual style and plot is so underrated. Okay, so you're saying you're saying realistic as in. Um, see, I, I was thinking when you said realistic visual style, I was thinking like more. Roscoe detailed it's kind of interesting um i'm working on a video right now about the live action battle angel alita and i'm i'm actually going over this uh this phenomenon i've discovered um sort of relating to the uncanny valley about how we conflate realism with detail and i'll get it i'll, I'll talk about that in the video but um it's just interesting that that i literally have been that's literally been something going through my mind these last couple of days. And I still did it. I still brought up detail over realism there. Um, but anyway, so when you say real realistic visual style, that's like, uh, like it, when I think about that, maybe, um, uh, kids on the slope has kind of a more realistic look to it, a more realistic setting, a more, you know, grounded in reality story. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of them are underrated. Why is anime getting lower and lower standards compared to Cowboy Bebop to some anime made now? Uh, economy, bad economy. Uh, you know the the uh, the conditions in in the anime industry are not booming the way that they were. So there's just you you have to create things that are going to be a quick buck rather than a masterpiece. How can we sell this figure question. faster? 
by being oh, a figure yeah. first and wait till we get to the news <laughs> wait till we get to the news in this podcast we have a very interesting figure to talk about <laughs> um well, that figures but half of august picks never heard of shane i i agree i didn't recognize most of those either how can you not i, recognize I love how you guys Bakuan? I love how um, everybody's actually going to the trouble of typing out the full title for Akane Iro ni Samara Saku, Saka. Yeah, you know, there was a time... Okay, so I'm just going to read this... Um, I'm going to read this comment to address a point. At the end, says, Akane Iro ni Samaru Saka was one of the first shows I watched that just ended wrapping nothing up and pissed him off. Uh, because of that there was a time i think it was around maybe 2005 where it seemed like every single anime that was coming out had one of those endings where it was just like go read the manga and like we're just gonna we're gonna abruptly stop it right here and nothing's yeah. gonna be resolved like freaking oh my god air gear that pissed me off so bad because i watched air gear loved every second of it that final disc for a long time, my disc was scratched. I couldn't finish it. Um, I finally rebought it. Like I, I had the Funimation set. Um, I rebought the ADV set and I was able to finally watch the last two episodes and I couldn't believe how they chose to end the anime. I was so pissed. Um, same with Baki the Grappler. Oh my God. I was That show is so hard to get through and I'm so pumped for the fact that Baki's going to fight his dad at the end and it never happens. <laughs> they're like they're like setting it up the whole time and then it's just one of those endings where they're like, yep, go read the manga. <laughs> well, that depends on how the production studio wants to fund a series. If it's only enough to just advertise the manga, well, what do you expect? A lot of 12-episoders are pretty guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Right. But Baki the Grappler is like 52 episodes, isn't it? It's two box sets from uh, from Funimation. It's like eight discs long. <laughs> oh, God, that was so frustrating. I got, the, I got the Viridian edition. That was just one pack. Yeah, but I'm talking about the original release. It was eight discs long. And it's like that show has some of the worst artwork of any anime ever. I mean, it's one of those things. Like, you ever seen a show where any still frame could basically be a painting. Like it's just so gorgeous. Like a lot of advent children. Um, it's like, if you pause it, it's like, it's gorgeous. Right. But then Baki, the grappler, it's like, it looks bad moving. It looks bad. Still. It's just bad. It's awful. It's so bad, but because it's bad, it's also got like that kind of endearing quality where it's like, you can't look away. And then it has that ending theme. That ending theme is literally titled child prey. And I, I can't help but think of the fact that a child prey is the prey of a child predator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it cracks me up. Let's see. Uh, Princess Resurrection and the Fist of the North Star uh, Legend of the Dark King are out of print, but Sentai still seems to have it on high dive and it doesn't list it as expired. Then we got our conversation about the shampoo bottles. Madhouse, man, what is going on with the chat? Like f jumping around at me when I'm trying to scroll. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Are you watching this? No one knows why we're just stagnant, but uh, I just want to get through this. I want to get through this so that so that I know where we're at when I get through mine. Um, okay. Oh man, I totally lost it. Where were we? Okay. Uh, 
do me a favor. If there's um, something important that got brought up that we haven't covered, go ahead and uh, bring it up again. I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna skip the rest of the chat here and go on to my pickups, just so we can get uh, through it. Um, oh, Baki is getting a Netflix series. God, I hope that they uh, that they actually we go further. Did we? Did we not? We might have. I can't remember. Okay. Show us your um, stuff. Okay. <clears throat> so from Book Off. <clears throat> Uh, I picked up another copy of Vexil. Um, this is one of my favorite anime movies. Uh, I actually, if you guys, are, if, you've been, if you've been with the channel for a long time, there was a portion of time where I kept talking about a review that I was working on. I spent months diving into Vexil. I made a review that was seven hours long. I found so much stuff to talk about in that. And it, it's it's all over the place. And it, at the end, obviously, it got to the point where I literally could not render it. I had to just stop working on it because it was it was going to go on forever. Um, I I did not have enough space on my hard drive to actually render it out and try to upload it to YouTube. So I eventually stopped it for. All, it's one of those things where I could I could come back to it in a couple of years and probably condense it down to something a lot more solid and, and make something great out of it. But uh, yeah, I I love that movie and I, I bought an uh, another one at Book Off because it was. $3 and 50 cents and it's sealed. And the one that I have, because I was holding it so much in, in the uh, review, um, it's, it's all frayed and whatnot. So I'm, I'm glad to get a, another one of that. Um, I bought uh, an extra copy for $7 of master Keaton excavation two, because a, a couple copies that I have of master Keaton are a little bit sun damaged uh, on the spine. So I'm, I'm keeping track of which ones are, and I'm, I'm rebuying them just to um, replace the ones I had. Um, Doa My Guard D uh, was also at Book Off. So, how much did you pay for got that? that for nine bucks. Okay, so that's not terrible. Kashimashi Girl Meets Girl. This was this was twenty bucks for for three volumes from a uh, anime uh, works title. So, not bad. Pretty good. Pretty good haul. Considering it's like usually Book Off. I mean, when I first found Book Off, I got some insane deals uh for a long time book off had they didn't know what they had like you could buy stuff there that i i just i couldn't believe it like for instance when i very the very first time i found out about book off i bought the entirety in the art box of jojo's bizarre adventure for the original release almost all of city hunter literally i got the only two volumes i was missing i thought i had the whole thing it was because um it goes city hunter one uh, part one and part two and city hunter two part one and part two. I had city hunter one part one city hunter two part two. I didn't realize that they, that that wasn't, you know, how they were supposed to go. So there was only those two volumes I didn't have. Um, when I first found book off, I got some great deals there, but from now on, it's basically been, uh, you know, from then on, it was basically just picking up stuff that I don't yet have and I can get them pretty cheap. So, uh, continuing on, I already talked about, uh, Digimon adventure. Try, I recently picked up, I don't remember why I picked this up. I think it was, did I talk about this in the last podcast? I might have actually. Nope. Okay. So, um, K return of Kings. Uh, God, I don't remember why I picked this up. Um, actually you want to give to me, obviously he's thinking he looks around the room. Hold on. My right stuff box is right there. Is this my right stuff pickups are? Oh, here they are. Okay. 
Um, yeah, okay, yeah. So I, I picked this up on Amazon because I, I got this on, on Right Stuff, and I, I can't remember... I don't remember why it was either a good deal or something was going on. Maybe it was going out of print or something, but um, I originally bought K for, it was incorrectly listed price wise on uh, Amazon Canada and I got it for steel. Uh, and then um, unfortunately these, some, one of these wasn't a steel, but I had to continue the collection. So I ended up picking that up. Um, so I got those also from, uh, from book off. I picked up um the extended edition of final fantasy 7 advent children and i've been asking augie whether or not we should be watching this for for the advent season that we're in um he apparently had never heard of the term advent calendar so that was interesting that's new to me i've never heard of that but let us know in the let us know in the comments if you want us to tack that on to the viewing to what we're yeah to what we're watching for this podcast yeah, next um, podcast well, yeah, actually, we could do it next podcast. Well, no, because the next podcast is after Christmas, so it yeah. defeats the purpose. The advent, the advent calendar is is the first twenty five days of December. So um, you suggested it, and so, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, so uh, I got the Your Name uh, limited edition uh, that you didn't get. <laughs> um, so I know you saw this post. Did you see, you saw Jimmy post about, he claimed that uh, he thought that Right Stuff was scalping Amazon's um, limited edition, Your Names? Yeah, what's going on with that? Did, did you see, okay, I called him out. That was such BS. I called him out on that. And, I, and I'm like, why on earth would Right Stuff be spending the money to buy it at this price and then sell it for a lower price <laughs> with free shipping and everything? On, on their site, especially when Amazon Canada is selling it for way cheaper than the price on Amazon. And then he turns around and shares that link in our in the, the collecting groups we're in and takes full credit for it. I was so mad at him. <laughs> well, he has a grumpy cat. He has a grumpy cat thumbnail. Pick, whatever you want to call it. Um, for the rest of these things, including that thing I showed you already of, of uh, K, that one, one of those, the K missing Kings one, these are from yeah. right stuff. And I, I got to show you something that I, I got to cover up like a lot of it. So, um, all right, I guess I should start with this one. Actually, this is why I even bought anything off of right stuff. This freedom box set, uh, which apparently right stuff bought from Best Buy. <laughs> um, let me explain what's going on here. Um, but uh, they were selling this, which the the original price of this was like 140 bucks or something. They were selling it for like dirt cheap. I mean, it was like 12 bucks. I mean, it was ridiculously low. So um, I bought this, and like I just it, it was one of those things where you just you you can't justify letting a deal like that slip away. So I got this right, and while I was getting other stuff, I noticed that there was something sitting in my cart already, and it was. Maya the servant, which I have to cover up because there's uh, very inappropriate stuff happening on this cover. Like I literally am going to have to put something on the spine. Like I can't even put it in obviously. my collection. <laughs> well, obviously they're preparing for tea. Okay. Well, um, I, I didn't know why that was in my car. Like I put it there and forgot about it. And I, I, I opened it up because I, I had a suspicion as to why I would have done that. Um, and I was actually correct. So this is by Adult Source Media, not Media Blasters, and they are going with um, print-on-demand now. 
Okay. So for whatever reason, uh, the adult industry for anime releases, they're going with, um, they're, they're not pressing DVDs anymore. I don't know what's going on, but, uh, well, it's home for dirt cheap. So, yeah. So, uh, so that's, that was interesting. Um, I rebought Ninja Resurrection because the version that I have is the one that's the anime essentials one. And I hate that crap. Um, and then I got, now I read this numerous times as King of Beasts. It's King of Breasts. <laughs> um, so I, I'm, 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 is this, this is soft cell, right? Yeah. So I'm getting all the soft yeah. cell, uh, Blu-rays just like, cause they're coming out slowly and I just feel like it's just something I can stay on top of. Um, so I got that. And then the Beyond the Boundary uh, movie for, on Blu-ray as well. And then you sent me a bunch of stuff. I, yes, I did. Yes, I did. So I came home and found... I, I'm sure I mentioned something about this and you sent it to me because of it. Why did you send me this again? <laughs> because you said you didn't have Landlock. And I Merry didn't. Christmas. And, and the one you sent me... I needed to replace, so I already bought, I bought it on eBay for dirt cheap to, because I don't even want to take this out of the bag. I don't know what's going well, on. I made, I made I sure know. the contamination didn't spread. Yeah. So is it is it a sticker or something that's really sticky or no? Or what's my going my on guess my guess well open it up and try to see what the title is, but um, nope. My guess would be someone left some DVDs out in the rain, and mm -hmm. one had like a paper backing, so it rained, and the paper oh, backing. Yeah. Kind of off of it it's not disease Maybe. it's just it kinda, damage it kind of looks like it was sitting on uh it looks like it just has a sticker on it like a um i don't know that's bizarre anyway um this one is also sun damage on the spine so I, I i bought a replacement hopefully it'll be in better condition uh you also sent me dokoida which is interesting because i almost bought this when i was at book off um oh god you didn't one of the people yeah. recommended well, i was gonna buy i was gonna buy the the genion one though so I wouldn't have it wouldn't have been that big of a deal, um, but I didn't because I I couldn't remember how many volumes there were and I just I couldn't be bothered with it at the time. Um, and then you sent me Gunbuster the movie, um, the Made in Japan release. Um, so I'm not sure why you sent me this one. You I remember if I recall right, you have the Hominés release, correct? The, yeah, the Hone Amise uh, version. Yes, and then and, and then to get back at you for for making such a big deal about the fact that I went into public and, and bought this twice, once for you and once for me. <laughs> you went to public and bought fake twice. <laughs> yeah, but both that. times it was six dollars. <laughs> I didn't have to pay sixty or eighty plus. This says and no one twenty five on it. Eight twenty five. By the way. Um, <laughs> I, I mentioned it to you when I was at book off, like, wow, this is getting up there in price. It was 18 bucks. You're like, Hey, don't get it. Right. Cause you're going to send to me. Yours is like totally shredded up here from the, from the security label. I'm going to have to go back and get it from book off now. Well, guess how much you had <laughs> anyway. to pay for it. <laughs> Zero. There you go. <laughs> anyway. All right. Whew. All right. The, the, for some reason, the chat's mentioning jizz. Is is this a reference to the recent angry video game nerd with their Star Wars special? Oh no! Um, no, <laughs> read the comment right before that. <laughs> He's talking about the uh, 
He's talking about. I, I'm assuming he's thinking about the Maya, the maid thing, the Maya, the servant thing. I had to, I had to cover up. I don't know. Well, obviously, <laughs> if there's milk involved, they're going milk for tea. God, there's so much chat. I, I should have paid attention to where we ended on the chat because I just said, "Hey, go ahead and." Oh, you know, it was the it was the Netflix thing about Baki the Grappler. Well, I'll just look for my comment and then go from there. I see it. I see it right here. Wait, which the one you said to show us what you got? Yes, yes. yes. Okay. Uh, Reese says, Gangsta's anime ending made me give away the manga volumes that I had bought because I didn't want to buy the anime. Yeah. What? Uh, I, I'll have to watch it. Um, I, I'm sure that this was a, a, por a portion of the discussion where we were talking about how, how all those anime were, um, were giving you those endings where they're like, go read the manga, you know, yeah. to, to finish the story. Uh, this continues but with the uh, studio Baki. went out of business. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's all right. I like, I like my Baki box set just where it is. Um, yeah. You know what? Oh, dude, Alex Katz says, uh, but I'm glad they're trying to revive some old animes and not let them die out like Lupin. Could not agree more. <laughs> so happy that that's. Uh, well, Lupin and, and all sorts of things are getting more, um, you know, release and like okay. even Baki. You know, I, I'm glad to see that, that they're coming back to that, and it would be great to see them go for for a further thing. Because uh, even though the animation and everything was really terrible about the Funimation or the, I'm gonna is, who who made that was it Gonzo? Probably Gonzo at the time. Was, no, because Gonzo has a really distinct way that they draw eyes, and and Baki's got like those little. Little dot well, eyes. I don't know. Well, for anyway, Baki, whoever made it, well, the guy bad. has a distinct, distinct drawing fee style. So, yeah. Anyway, the the point is that looked really bad, but the story could have been good. It could have been interesting. Um, yeah, uh, Danny says he agrees on on Baki. It's fugly. <laughs> uh, Baki does have uh, disgusting art from an outsider's perspective. It has a new OVA or new anime coming. I heard. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That'd be great. Yeah, the Netflix series, seven-hour-long vaccine review. Yeah, the, the thing about that review, by the way, is that I brought up certain concepts that I needed to... Um, like, when I do videos uh, back in the day, I I don't plan them. I just have an idea of what I want to talk about. And I would get in front of the camera, and I would I would let things go and, and just sort of see where, where the video is going. And I would formulate the idea. Then I would come back and basically re-record the video once I had gotten my thoughts out there. Cause like right now I'm trying to do this thing where like with the bootleg series where I'm planning all the details and it takes freaking forever. Like it's just, it's kind of one of those things like, um, stand-up comedians talk about this. Like Joe Rogan talks about this a lot, how, uh, it's kind of like the, when you're in that improv or like you're, you're sort of on the spot, uh, you come up with new material like on the spot and it just something about being in that situation, gets your brain functioning a lot better. Um, and that's kind of what's going on with, with making videos is like getting in front of the camera and just jumping out there and doing it provides a much better, like your, your ideas get formulated verbally, uh, in a, in a much better way than trying to sit there and script it out. Right. Um, so, uh, a lot of it with that, that review that ended up being like seven hours long was formulating those ideas and sort of tripping over concepts and explaining because a lot of it was explaining the real world ramifications of what was going on and what was crazy about it is while i was working on it 
um, like literally while I'm, I'm talking about it, stuff would happen in the news the next day that would make me have to go back and re-record what I had just recorded the night before because there was new stuff coming out. Like for instance, the UN was debating a ban on killer robots at the time. And it was just, it was fitting synergistically with what I was talking about. So that it just evolved into all this discussion about the stuff and it, it just, it went crazy. So anyway, um, Get that feeling of Galkaiser virus poster regarding it is so bad it's good anime. Yeah. Um, it's been a long time since I've... I don't know if I've actually sat down and watched it. I, I know what you're talking about, Virus Buster and, and Galkaiser, but I'm not sure that I remember actually sitting down and watching them. I think I I've seen Galkaiser. Um, I haven't watched Sorry Virus for Buster. that. Didn't mean to puff during your explanation. I read uh, one of Shane's uh, comments, and <laughs> this is. I think it's pretty decent. What he said was, I had to pick up Freedom, but I still bought $50 worth of trash to get free shipping. I mean, to get free shipping? No, that's that's the is. that's the point of right. That's exactly what I did. That's what the point of right stuff. Right stuff is tricky. They did. They, that's I love. I love them for that <laughs> um, because you get stuff like Freedom. Um, for a remarkable deal, but yeah, you still have to buy a bunch of the because they they created the bargain bin and like every anime collector knows this, they created that bargain bin um, so that you will pick up the crap that they want to get out of their warehouse um, in order to get the free shipping. Yeah, I love it. I love their I, business strategy I just, there. I just go ahead and buy stuff. Try try either further complete a catalog or something I've been interested in a while. Interested. Yeah. Um, old man says seven hour rev review sounds like Digibro. The yeah. only Digibro video I've ever sat through is the, uh, the one where he shit talked other anime, um, YouTubers for like an hour. Um, I can't sit down. And I hate to say it, he, he brought up some good points in that video, <laughs> but he, he's, he's needlessly being a dick. Anyway. Um, I also watched, well, I can't, I, I can't talk about it. The collaboration project that I'm in, that he's also a part of that. I, uh, I can't talk about right now. But it'll it should be coming out this month. So, uh, so Alex Katz says, why isn't anime also being produced in America? Plenty of artists and money. I can only think of Avatar and the Boondocks. Um, well, first of all, that stuff is being animated in Korea, <laughs> uh, same as most anime. So, uh, yeah, I just I it's well, got stuff to talk about. Uh, I I'm weirdly got connected to somebody on Facebook that I, I don't know. I don't know how I got connected to them. They friended me out of nowhere. Um, and they were a friend of somebody else I was friends with. It's, it's a weird thing going on. Uh, they're making this show that we'll probably talk about a little bit in the future um, just because it, it'll be news, but they're making this thing called Prince Adventures. Um, it's not really my scene, but uh, that'll be interesting to see where that goes. Cause you brought up Avatar and the Boondocks. Um, more more towards Avatar, but this this thing that they're working on, they just got it greenlit. Um, they've been the guys constantly posting about the studios that he's in talks with and everything. Uh, so it'll probably be like the next Avatar, um, the Last Airbender. Um, so or Ruby, Ruby's yeah, that's a good point. Um, Ruby's an interesting um, an interesting case. I love it. I love it how I bring something up and FDDM has already brought it up in the, in the chat. There are more shows made in anime style in non-Japanese areas. Black Dynamite. Yep. God, I love that movie. 
Chronexia and the eight seals. Well, if you really is that the one that Misty Misty Chronexia made? I don't know. Well, if you really want to go this detailed, wouldn't Josie and the Pussycats count as that style? Hey, we've talked about this. We've talked about Inspector Gadget and all that stuff. We don't need to yeah, have this literally. conversation again. Yeah, yeah. FDDNM says, I heard way, K sucks. Good. Sorry. Okay. I'll, I'll come back to this comment. I'll, no, I'll no, no. Before. Go back to what you were thinking. Um, I'm on the side of, if you call it anime, it comes from Japan. If it's using that aesthetic style and it doesn't come from it, you call it a pseudo anime. That way you can kind of pride where it comes from a bit more like avatar, for example. Right. I, you'd call that anime style. I I've, I've put this into this. Uh, I have broken this down this way. You've got anime. That would be stuff that's produced in Japan. Uh, then you've got pseudo anime as you're calling it. That stuff that is based in the anime style. It's obviously referencing anime. It's got uh, the main track was the English dub, um, and it was created for an English audience. And then you have this thing in between that I call anime by association, which are shows that were uh, maybe a joint project between the two countries. You know, so it's um, it's sort of it's animated in Japan, like Inspector Gadget. We talked about this. I, I really don't want to have this conversation again. But Inspector Gadget was TMS Entertainment. You know. Um, same company that made Lupin, you know, so they actually did the animation. Also Thundercats and all sorts of other shows hit that same sort of sweet spot where like this is, um, you know, because of the fact that it's being animated and it's in a, a style that's similar but more simplified, it's, you know, it's it's, its own thing, right? Um, back to, uh, oh, but, the, but the main thing here is, uh, my big thing is just because it's not considered quote-unquote anime and you've got these qualification you know clarifying factors to it doesn't mean you can't put it in your collection and you shouldn't let anybody bully you into not having it there if you want to have avatar in there go ahead don't let people tell you that it's not an anime because it doesn't matter if it's in your collection uh it's your collection and tell them to screw off right um now fdnm says i heard k sucks um i watched it when it was on netflix and I wouldn't say that it's the greatest anime I've ever watched, but it was um, it was fun to watch. Uh, it's got a really interesting art style, and they they didn't cut corners with some of some of the things that could have been a lot trickier. Like there's this one character that rides a skateboard, and there's a lot uh, of really. Have you seen that? You've seen it, yes, right? I have. To me, he was the worst character. Mean? I wanted okay, him to die. Animation the wise. Animation wise, wise, it was fine. I wish that they wouldn't. For some reason, they love to put filters on everything. But the, what I'm just saying is that, like, they, they, it was really technically, like, it was, a, there was a lot of technical proficiency to it, and it was beautiful to look at. Um, so there's, like, even if, even if you weren't really invested into the story, they were keeping you on board because it was, um, there was a lot of real dynamic imagery going on. So I, I would, I'd recommend um, checking it out if it ever goes back on, uh, on Netflix. Uh, and has a touch of yowiness. I don't. Mm, it's shown in AI think... for K. Well, for for the original K series, I don't remember it being. I, yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't use that word to describe it. What I don't like about K is you. Pretty much, the story revolves around. Pretty much, two gangs battling each other, and this mysterious person walks in to cause stir trouble. It's it's basically a. 
it's Dorara with uh with a different um sort of supernatural element than the Dullahan. Would you agree? That's basically what's going on. Dullahan, you mean the story of Igabod Crane? What? Dorara. The anime Dorara with the the character isn't yeah. that what isn't that what Celtic Oh, you're talking is, about Dullahan? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I thought I thought you were talking about the creature from some, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um if you if y'all like it, enjoy it. It's not for me. Well, uh, like I said, I'm, I I'm one of those people where if I started collecting something, I'm going to try to finish collecting it. So, I started it because I got it for dirt cheap on Amazon Canada. I mean, it was literally like a dollar 50 or something like that. Um, yeah. cause they had, they had incorrectly listed it. Um, and, uh, I, I'm going to continue it and hopefully it's good. Um, and it looks like a lot of people are on board with watching Advent children. Okay. Maybe we'll tack that onto Karas. I mean, Danny says his squid girl premium set is on its way. I wish I could be with you guys there. I just can't afford it right now. That's fine. With piracy and all, it's kind of weird to invest in such a domain. I think the investing comments are referring back to why don't America anim oh. invest more in animation. Yeah, it took me a while to figure yeah. that. Uh, do you know what? Um, FDNM wants to know about why not Kingsglaive? That project I can't talk about. Uh, yeah, I can't, I'm not going to go into it, but uh, VFX artist for something I'm going to be talking about in Mr. Nice Guy's uh, anthology video coming up pretty soon um, was instrumental in this as well. So uh, I, I tried to get that into the video, but I only had five minutes and I, I didn't. Anyway, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be opposed to watching it. I'd like to check it out. It fixes the problem of lip flaps and has even more realistic CG, though doesn't have any of the characters you care about from the game, but it's still pretty decent. When you say the problem of the lip flaps, do you mean that they rendered a version of it for the English dub? What what was the problem with the lip flaps? I watch Advent Children in Japanese. I don't I don't like the uh, I don't care for the English dub that much. Um, of course, now you're going to reply to that. Well, actually, I'm pretty close to the end of the chat. That's good. Uh, kind of weird to have you watch with that logic. I had to pick up Freedom. $50 worth of trash. Yeah, okay. We were on that comment before. Free shipping to Canada. How much again? It's like, um, is it 100 or 150 for Canada? 150 for Canada. I have no idea why they have such high import. I don't know. Costs. Do we have high tariffs on it? Does Canada need money? Does it keep over printing CADs? Or I, I don't know. <laughs> Alex Cat says I would pay if they give if they give me that shit uncensored. Um, was this when we were talking about? Uh, yeah, the maid, how, the maid. Yeah, one. how it was go how companies are selling them dirt cheap because they're, uh, um, because they're advertise. using the they're they're not pressing them anymore. Well, that's true, but they're not pressing the DVDs anymore. So here's the thing though, that DVD is an abomination. The quality of that thing is awful, and how does it's it smell? Only in Sniff the DVD. <laughs> Hold on. I gotta. I don't want to. I don't want to have to censor this later. 
Oh yeah, no, that's a I might get high from that. Wow, yeah, it's got one of those. It's got one of those. Uh, it's got one of those those uh, DVD cases where like the um, the spine, like you know, you, you I'm sure we can all relate to this. Where it's you so buy a DVD, and you put, like you put it in your break. collection. No, no, it's like you put it in your collection, and it's like, oh, the uh, the text on the side is not quite centered so you kind of open it up and you start you start trying to move the label to get it more centered and it's like you just you keep overshooting it and it's freaking impossible to get it there because this thing it's like it, it instead of having like hard edges because the they're using really cheap you know mass-produced cheap cases um it's like this real rounded edge it might as well be in the uh the fist of the north star like full complete set with the big round uh edge anyway <laughs> Uh, regarding my question about uh, Alita, there are three parts to Alita. Battle Angel Alita, Battle Angel Alita, Last Order, and uh, Ganmu Mars Chronicles, which is the first volume is on pre-order for the West. Um, so let me let me just pull up real quick the uh, thing I was talking about regarding Battle Angel Alita that I saw on eBay. And I'll, I'll show you what I was talking about, and maybe you can clarify it for me. So let me let me quit that real quick. Um, oh, I need to unplug my computer too because I'm overcharging the battery right now. Quit. Okay. Uh, it's tricky to do on a on a Mac when I have it in a separate window. Here we go. Application window. Okay. So do you see, it says Battle Angel Alita Part 2, uh, number 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, and 7, full series. Then we've got Battle, Al Battle Angel Alita Part 3, 1 through 13, full series. Battle Angel Alita Part 8, <laughs> you know, so I, I just don't, I don't get it. And I think this is the Japanese release here uh, for Last Order. It could be wrong. So, I don't know. You, you'll have to let me know. Does anybody have any idea about that? Also, uh, what just happened? That was really bizarre. Did that just change the orientation of my camera for a second? A little bit. That was really weird. Uh, but it's back to normal, right? Yeah, normal enough. <laughs> okay. All right. Um What's that white thing right right beside Astro Boy in the background? By the way, there you go. The light thing? Next the white thing. Boy? White. Like some white about... ball. Oh, uh, the, the plushie? I can't. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, <laughs> Dude. I, I always wanted to put uh, it. I don't know why, but it has this pouch here. I'm like, this is the perfect size. I could stick a, um, a GameCube uh, memory card in there. <laughs> Dude, you probably need to get this guy a DS then. I, you know, I don't I don't play games anymore. I don't have I don't have any time or money for it. Dude. You know, we were talking about we were talking about. Um, we were talking about earlier how shuffle the the art box for shuffle came with a pair of panties that no no human being could ever wear um Don't when i bought when i bought no 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 they're not they're like 
they they're deceptively small. Like they they look like a, a human being could wear them. My wife my wife's like, no, these aren't gonna fit. You know, she tried to wear them one time, um, and uh, they just like I it's. It's like they're made for children, right? And when I say no human being, I mean no adult person. No person who would who would actually be of age to to enjoy shuffle could ever wear them, right? Um, but when we bought when we bought uh, that printy, they gave us a, a pair like a pair of Disgaea panties too at, at Anime Expo when I bought those. So I've got I've got like this separate collection somewhere of like underwear that I've gotten with anime purchases. <laughs> uh, let's see, so what? So please help explain why some hentai is censored and other is not. That's a good question. Um, I can tell you why it's censored in Japan. Dang it. I lost where I was again. My mouse has been acting a little weird lately. Did Although, you have you guys things? noticed I've been complaining about the, uh, the movement of it's a lot better. Now it's the scroll wheels freaking out. Where was I? All right, I got it. I got it. I'm just going to. There we go. Got it. Um, okay. So, so do you have any idea why, why some hentai that comes over here is released censored and others isn't? You want the lazy answer or do you want to? Workful answer. Go with the lazy answer while I eat some more salad. <laughs> the lazy answer, because the license disclosure said it should be. Yeah. The workful answer, to try to sell another copy that might be uncensored later if it doesn't sell well censored, which is stupid, but I'm not the one selling it and they want to waste time and money. That's their problem not mine Julius I talked over you what did you say I said that's a good enough answer for me I know that some of it I know one company said um, I think it was I think it was Kitty Media. So Media Blasters. I think they I think I remember them saying something like if they couldn't release it uncensored here, that they didn't see a reason to release it at all or something like that. Yeah. Like they might as well not release it if they can't release it uncensored. Meaning that uh like certain like for instance, um maybe it wasn't it might not have been Media Blasters because they They've released things that legally, or I, I don't want to say legal. There's there's kind of this weird tightrope regarding the fact that, like for instance, in the fully there's three different versions when it was on DVD. I don't know about the Blu-ray that just got released, but when it was on DVD, there's like three separate versions of Kite. There's the completely censored version, um, which is like there's there. I don't think they actually censored it to the point where it could have just been an anime, but there's a, a harshly censored version where they cut out a lot of scenes. There's one where there's, 
it's a much more uncensored. So they left a lot of scenes in, but they still cut out the scenes where uh, Sawa is a child. And then there's the fully uncensored version that has those scenes. And they're sort of walking this tightrope over the fact that they're releasing something that in reality is not considered child pornography because you're not victimizing an actual child. It's a completely bogus argument to claim otherwise, but people will still get up in arms about it and there could be legal ramifications uh, for it. So the company that I'm referring to that was talking about, like if, if we can't release it completely uncut over here, we might as well not release, not even go to release it at all. Um, they were talking about stuff like that um, where there were titles that were, they were being asked about certain titles that sort of were on that fuzzy line where it was a little bit difficult to determine whether or not um, they could get into a lot of legal trouble for releasing it or something like that. So I don't remember why I brought that up, but that's my answer to whatever caused me to go on that tangent. Huh. You know, they're okay. So here they're uh, saying that, uh, Alex Katz says, I can't explain. The newer the hentai, the more likely it will be censored. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not really up on on adult titles that are like, like I don't know them by name or that they're new. You know what I mean? Like they're I don't I'm not paying attention to whether or not a release like, like I, I'm talking about the the soft sell stuff. Like I'm I'm collecting these Blu-rays, but I don't know if those titles are new titles or if they're old titles that are just getting released on Blu-ray. You know what I mean? But um, uh, are you talking about actual like DVD releases over here or like maybe a streaming site like how Faku just got a, a hold of uh, uh, oh, Kitty Media? You know, because I'm more caught up on the comments than you. It just sounds like in general. Okay, because um, I, I was thinking that it's possible that newer stuff is being created in the computer. See, because the old stuff is like you have to animate it. You have to do all that stuff first. And in Japan, uh, see, Japan has this really retarded law that it's illegal to show genitalia uh, of any kind, basically, on TV uh, or, you know, in DVD celery. It's like it's there. That's their pornography over there. It's illegal. Like you can't show it. So. Um, they got creative, so you can't show the male the male member. They got creative and started using tentacles and stuff like that to get around it. You know, so the whole the laws uh, in Japan are what has created this weird culture uh, around their adult titles over there. Um, but uh, I, I'm wondering if the new stuff, because like I said, in in the past you have to animate everything sort of uncensored first and then mosaic it in post. But now they're doing stuff uh, in the computer, and I wonder if um, if it's possible that they don't even keep the uh, the uncensored versions because they can't submit them in, in Japan. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not sure what the internet censorship laws and stuff are there if Japanese people don't have access to uh, to internet outside of that because i feel like if, if I, I just it's a dumb law it's like that law that they have uh in the states where um and i don't know if it's everywhere but in a lot of places in the united states uh you can't sell alcohol in a store after 12 and or something and before 6 a.m oh, and it's oh, like trying it's to describe the dry counties yeah it's we just finally such got a dumb law. here i know 
Yeah. I don't even drink. But I'm just saying, like, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of there's a lot of really stupid laws that uh, that are still on the books in places um, that I don't know. Anyway, I would get on to technically you can still talk about in Alabama. But let's answer this question or bring this question out to the public that Danny just asked. Is Nagima and Love Hina worth watching currently? Classic enough to still be relevant? I have not seen Nagima. I have seen Love Hina. I've also read the manga and the light novel and played the Game Boy Advance game. Still won't play the Dreamcast one. Honestly, Uh, there's one episode of Love Hina that's worth watching. I hate the rest of the show. But I, I also don't care for harems at all. I hate them. I'm the opposite. I like harems. Um, for Love Hina, read the manga. Watch the specials. If you still like it, continue on to the well, really light novel, then the TV series, because the TV series catches the characters. It catches the slapstick, but it misses the romance of the situation. And that's where it, let where me it ask, kind of strays away. Let me ask you guys. A, sorry to interrupt. I'm curious. I want to know your guys' opinion on this. Are there any... Okay, the thing that I hate about harems usually, and I understand why they're doing this, I'm just saying, one of the things I really hate about harems is how unspectacular the male protagonist is and completely undeserving of um, (laughs) any attention whatsoever. You know what I mean? Someone's jealous again. No, I just think it's stupid. I, it, it's un, it's it's. Oh. I can't suspend my disbelief far enough because so many of them are so dry and like I just want to bash my head against the wall. I've talked about Oh My Goddess before and how much I just absolutely can't stand that mushy romance that has no actual problems. You know, like they they have the stupidest like conflicts that are not even close to real couples conflicts. You know, hey hey hey, um, hey. burn needs liquor. Let me explain. We, we recently watched Salaryman Kintaro, right? That character had this way about him that that anybody he interacted with, um, same with the Golden Boy guy, which also was named Kintaro, um, uh, they have this way about them where through interacting with people, like people just gra- gravitate towards them. And they, I, I don't really know how to describe it. Like I haven't, I don't know how to articulate it correctly, but they created a personality type in these characters where it's not that they're so good looking. It's not that they're this or that it's the personality. It's how they carry themselves that that actually gravitates people to them. Right? So I'm just saying, are there any harems out there where a character has either one of those personalities where there's just like that, that gravitation to them or, or like, are they incredibly good looking or is is there anything out there where the harem, they turn the, uh, the trope on its head and actually do that. I'm just curious. I want to know. I want to know well, if this is a very simple there's... answer. AC. It's called Tenchi Muyo. Come on, get with the program. What does Tenchi have going for him? Hmm? Well, everything, obviously. I'm not a fan of Tenchi <laughs> for the same reasons oh, I've, I've already. Uh, well, I hate to use this term, but to better describe it to you, AC. What's going on is, I guess for you, the Twilight effect, it's not really the main character that you're focused on, it's everyone else. As you said, the main character is Bland, well that's when you should jump into the to that character's shoes and be around 
extraordinary around him. All right. Well, let me also let me also clarify this by saying that I, I know this about myself. Um, I am a one woman kind of person. Like I I I, I hold relationships very um, sacred, right? So um, right. you've seen Crying Freeman, yeah? I have not seen Man Ask the series. You. <laughs> Let me let me walk let me let me walk you guys through something that happened to me when I was watching Crying Freeman, and this will this will perfectly illustrate my problems with uh, with this series in particular and harems in general. In the first volume, I always make this joke that it's gold, silver, bronze, and that that illustrates that the first volume is really good, second volume is not as good, third volume is really bad, right? Um, in the in the gold volume, the first volume. They, the character is literally a virgin, and the woman, he, he, he's an assassin, and this woman, who's also a virgin, witnesses him assassinate uh, somebody, and basically, he needs to kill her, right, in order to, you know, clean up the witnesses kind of thing, and uh, long story short, uh, he ends up marrying her. Right. And I thought it was kind of uh, like it was sort of a, a touching tale, something you don't normally see uh, that he was devoted to this woman. And it was it was actually it was really endearing quality. Then in volume two, he starts banging random chicks like he's James Bond. And it, just, it gets ridiculous. It's so frustrating for me because I hold it really like personally. I think that it's you know, I, I really hold that quality of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um um, I, I don't want to say monogamy. That's not the right word that I'm looking for. But you know, I just I really hold that quality of of actually um, not polygamy, right? Taking taking uh, relationships seriously and being devoted. I guess that devotion to each other. I take that very seriously. You know, so so the first volume of Crying Freeman, I was totally on board with, and I really it really touched me. I guess you could say. And then it just goes all downhill from there. So when it comes to harems, you're saying like you're supposed to put your yourself in the shoes of the main character. I get it. I understand why they're doing that. But for me, it's like because I'm a one woman kind of guy, I can't enjoy like the fact that this guy's getting all this attention from all these different chicks. You know what I mean? It just it, it doesn't do anything for me. So um, off this topic now, we can move on to other things. I was about to say we can go into wigs if you want. <laughs> What do you think of Ghost Stories official Abridged Studio series? Um, we've talked about this know. numerous times on the podcast. Yeah. Oh, that. Yeah. Is there is there such thing as fake animes hards? Does this does this get clarified further on in the chat? Uh, it's an Alex message. Yeah. Uh, but get but uh, I, I know, Shizuru yeah, said, "Come on, good night." Good night. Uh, uh, watching Blood Plus at two. Oh yeah, dude. Don't even get me started on the Sony releases of Blood Plus. Um, are people counterfeiting this for real? We need. We need to have. Um, we we need to deconstruct the podcast so that the chat can be more more uh, well, I, involved. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the news, but I know I know we're 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 almost there. Do you deal a lot with bootleg? Um, Just yes. nod your head. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the bootleg king. I'm not even going to go into that. Um, yeah, we. You're new to the channel. I'm not, I'm not going to go into it. <laughs> that was disappointing. Yeah, yeah. I finally <laughs> looked the, up the French the word comment. for bootleg. <laughs> 
the comment right after that is FDGM saying, we aren't going to open the bootleg can of worms. <laughs> well, I found out for the French word, it isn't bootleg, it's contraband. I just took out the phone. Yeah. All right, so you're halfway there. And people I'm, love I'm all, uh, a Yoshi. I, I That's another one. I just can't stand it. That's so bad. I didn't know Honey and Clover was a harem. I'm going to stop reading is the chat. In, I'm just is it in it. English or did the English steal the French word? Go referring back to contraband. So on to the news, AC. Yeah, I don't. I mean, you, you're you're way more caught up on the chat and anything. So if there's anything I miss, you'll you'll take care of it. Anyway, all right. Uh, yeah, let's go to the news. So um, let's see. How do we want to do this? I guess I'll go ahead and uh, show show the movie releases or a movie let release. Me, uh, let me. Since I'm going to share screen. Okay. Let me just close some of these other uh, programs I've got open real quick. Okay, uh, Honey and Clover and is not a slice of life. It's not a harem, it's a slice of life. Okay, so here is... Poor Danny. <clears throat> He's waiting for his fifth volume in Britain. This is the... Uh, the Facebook group here, yep, yep. right? So this this would be the document that I'm referring to. Um, this here is the this is from Seraphim Call, which we'll be talking about later in the podcast. Um, Already 11:30. We've been doing this for an hour and a half now. We're just now getting the news. So let's talk about Kickstarter. <laughs> the Halloween pajama uh, Kickstarter campaign ended. It didn't. It didn't succeed. In the news here, you guys. I'm. I am screen sharing, right? Yeah, you guys can see that. First in the news here. Um, so they failed. They only got this far. Six million five hundred ninety-eight thousand nine hundred eighty-four yen. A million that they needed. Um, so not not too good, uh, sadly. Which um, I think it's I think it's probably for the best in the long run because um, oh oh god I can't I almost I almost didn't bring this up. Um, so here's something interesting before I before I talk about this. Uh, Yasuhiro Irie, director of Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood and creator of that campaign, says, my YouTube is great on Twitter. <laughs> so I'm just going to uh, throw that out there. We got a, we got a, uh, he's, he's almost certainly just being nice, but we got a, a pretty high name um, industry person that uh, gave us a nice compliment on Twitter. Um, after I after I told him in Japanese not to give up on on his project here, so anyway, the the next crowdfunding is going to start um, March of 2018 to help fund a 90 second opening for a Halloween pajama. So, uh, looks like what's going on is he's he's going to take it slow. Um, it feels it feels like to me what's happening is that he doesn't expect to actually be able to crowdfund the whole anime, so he is smaller steps to try to get studios behind him that's what it seems like to me at least um anyway uh next in the news um i don't know how they did it but i'm totally thrilled anime ego got the rights to gunsmith cats somehow and they're going to crowdfund a gunsmith cats blu-ray disc 
I'm so thrilled for this. It's one of my all-time favorite anime. Um, so that's pretty awesome. That's going to be in February, right? Yeah. Campaign is... Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. The company will be previewing the project in January with a planned campaign launch in February. So that'll be interesting. Um, where Gunsmith Cats is re related to um, the Riding Bean uh, campaign that they did. Um, in Riding Bean, this character here, Rally Vincent, is actually featured in the anime in a sort of prototype version of her where she has blonde hair. Um, so, But they exist in the same universe in the Gunsmith Cats manga. Uh, Bean, Bean Bandit's one of the characters and everything. So, so there's that. Want to take you want to take over on this one? Oh uh, yes, Japanime Games. What they do, what this company no, this does is, is Japanime Games. This is the other one. Yes, it is. This is Japanime Games too. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's right there. What they do is they find a game, find some sort of board game variant, and from Japan, translate it or well, they don't need to translate it. They know the language. They sit there and play it, figure out if it's fun or not. If they like it, they translate it and bring it over here. Such games that's more commonly known is the Lupin board game, which apparently wasn't that good. And um, I have uh, that. Tante. I have that. I have that board game. It's in Italian. Oh, so this. Probably. I would I would not doubt that. So for this board for this board game that they're presenting. This is a board game? I thought this was a card game. Card game, in particular. They had an deck, earlier deck version. Card game. Yes. Anyway. They had an earlier version that was in a can. I have it, but I'm not gonna bring it out. I'll show it next podcast. So they're converting this game into a card game. That way it's much more easier to play. And they're launching a Kickstarter right now, so you can Reorder it now, or help fund it. I don't have anybody that would actually play this with me, unless we played it over stream, yeah, which might be, be interesting. interesting. That would be interesting, but how would like I don't know the the way that the deck is handled. We like we'd have to organize the cards to be the same. It it it'd be weird. Well, it, well, it'd be very simple. Well, it'd be very simple. You shuffle the deck, I shuffle the deck, and we just play from there. At, I don't know. Like I said, it, it depends on how the cards are laid out. You know, yeah. there are some games where that's totally doable. There's other games where that that gets weird. You know. Um. Next up, you, you had me add this to the the at home fantasy. It's my life. Crowd funds its way to an anime. Um, what does at home fantasy mean? <laughs> I, I hey, I'm intrigued by this concept. Who's the it's, mommy? Who's the daddy? Who's the so, baby? So basically, so basically, so you can be the it's dog. A fantasy, it's a fantasy series where they don't actually go out and do any of the normal fantasy tropes, like fight dragons and stuff. They literally just stay at home, but it takes place in a fantasy universe. Is that is that what I'm getting here? Yeah, that's why I'm getting too. So, all right, sounds sounds fun. I, I'm looking forward to it. Actually, it'd be cool to see. Um, all right, so moving on to convention news, real quick. Anime Boston organizer Sue Boston Anime Fest for sim for similar name. Do you have anything you want to say about this, or do we just want to move on? I'm just picturing a group of Danny DeVitos fighting each over, fighting each other over the name. I, it's. Do you think there's any ground for this lawsuit? Uh, 
would the would the judge rule with it? No. Will this delay the competition? Yes. I cannot spell. I'm curious if Anime Boston's even trademarked. I don't see a trademark. Go to their about. Where's the about? Uh oh. Where's the about? Scroll to the bottom, see if it's in the. I can't read it from here. Contact us, site search. Uh, there's nothing, there's no about. There's convention okay. info. That's probably about, yeah. right? About us. They don't, it? it's not even trademark. What? No. Copy, it's, you know, it's okay. So you guys know that I'm, I'm starting a, um, a startup next month, uh, launching a startup next month. Uh, we're doing all this research on the difference between trademark registration, like registering, uh, um, copyright, which is all the different stuff. We're, we're actually going into the trouble of, um, of figuring all this stuff out. So I, I have a little bit more knowledge than I normally would on this. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think I don't think they have a case. <laughs> they well, anyway. you know, unless they have to, they don't have to show if they're LLC or not, since it's a private business. But that's well, a whole well, legal jargon for another day. An LLC is a limited liability company, uh, and that doesn't really have anything to do with um, the property being trademarked. Okay. Boston isn't isn't the LLC. It would be the committee or whatever that launches it, like how uh, Anime Expo is um, put forth by the Society for the Promotion of Japanese Animation or whatever, so the SPJA. Um, anyway, so let's... Uh, should we watch the uh, trailer for Battle Angel Lita or no? Mm. This to the chat. Have you guys seen the trailer yet? There's going to be a delay. Um, they're still talking about the state of Canada. <laughs> what is in the state of Canada? Well, obviously the greatest fruit of the state of Canada, tar sands. The city of Montreal. Yes. Oh, actually, that might actually be real. Is, that, is Montreal a, prov a providence or... Uh... Some say it's a cheese. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to uh, we'll skip Battle Angel later for a minute, and I want to talk about the Fullmetal Alchemist. I'm still screen sharing, right? Yes, yes, I am. Um, live action Fullmetal Alchemist gets eight bit game theme trailer. This is not eight bit. <laughs> Look it. I, I'm sure you guys can't hear it, but that's all right. That is so not eight bit. Probably referring to the music. Oh, yeah, that's true. Good point. It's at least 16-bit, I'm just saying. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting, though. That's an interesting marketing strategy, I guess. Um, yeah. It kind of feels like uh, Pokemon in the beginning, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't that just like a total Pokemon screen right here, the original Pokemon? Yeah, typically, Professor Oak or some professor would be right there asking your name, boy or girl, and maybe what kind of rival. Yeah. 
Uh, and then for Detective Pikachu, um, live action Pokemon film cast. I hate how they always want to clarify based on your most recent popular work. Uh, Deadpool's Ryan Reynolds as Detective Pikachu. Uh, I'm kind of sad about this. Everybody was really pushing for um, Danny DeVito. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of sad that they went with, I mean, I, I'm not going to say that Ryan Reynolds isn't going to be funny or do a great job, but uh, I feel like um, if they couldn't get Danny DeVito, it would have been nice to see them go for um, the, uh, the guy who played Phil. That's his name, right? From Hercules in, um, you, you uh, just, you just hurt yourself. Um, who play Phil, the voice actor who played Phil in Hercules was Danny DeVito again. Yeah. That's why I said in kingdom hearts, because oh, okay. it wasn't, it wasn't Danny DeVito in kingdom hearts. It was, um, somebody else who sounds like remarkably close to how Danny DeVito sounds. So that would have been a good, uh, alternative. Cause it's like, that's the perfect voice for, it would have just been so funny. Would have been great, but he's going anyway. over to the guy that was in uh, Goodfellas and Home Alone. I forgot his name. Bush, not Steve Buscemi. Um, I know who you're talking about. Uh, oh man, the chat's gonna gonna bring that up. I know they know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Net, Netflix's live action Erase series uh, is coming out tomorrow. So. That'll be interesting. Uh, the Gintama live-action film is going to screen in North American theaters in January. The name was Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, yes. Thank you, Reese. 2753. Um, so when is this? January 19th. Yeah, probably won't be anywhere where I'll be able to actually watch it, but I'm hoping this spreads this more is, than that one LA spot. Every movie seems to go through, but some sort of Egyptian theater, the Chinese theater. I think so. Yeah. The, uh, the one with the celebrity handprints in the thing outside the front. And I don't know. I don't live in that state. Well, I can't, uh, I wouldn't, I was just realizing I wouldn't be able to go to this anyway because I got a two month old daughter now. <laughs> um, so that's not going to be, there's going to be a long time. So anyway, let's get to the chat about Battle Angel Alita. And nobody is talking about it. Well, that's because people talked about it at the beginning. Still there. You know, it's funny. Uh, Alex Cat says Pikachu Donald Trump is, is a good cast. Um, it's. Uh, <laughs> It's funny you bring that up. It just makes me think about um, before the election, I, I uh, listened to um, uh, Art of the Deal uh, audiobook. I was tickled by the fact that uh, Donald Trump didn't do narration for the book. And yet when I went on to, to listen to uh, one of Hillary Clinton's books, she did. And I, I thought that was really uh, indicative of, of, the use of a person's time. <laughs> and I actually kind of uh, felt like, I don't know. I just, I, you, you bringing that up made me think, think of that. Um, moving, on. moving on. Yes. <laughs> uh, Quebec city. is. <laughs> I don't even trust you anymore. I don't even trust you anymore after you know, about Canada. Um, all right. Uh, take it easy, Alex. He didn't write that book. Um, he, he, maybe he didn't. I don't know. 
Um, so if you actually sit down and read it, it's a very, <laughs> it's very different from what you expect. Um, oh, you know, you're probably right actually, because um, the book it's it's a it's an interesting book. Um, it's Maybe. not at all what it sounds like. A Battle Angel Elite live action looks stupid with anime eyes. Let's let's discuss that. Let's uh, on those anime eyes. I want to know what you guys think. Tell me how much this bothers you. Ribbit. Uh, this is this is not even the worst scene. You, you got to have one where she's opposite another character. How bad this looks! Like this look, this is freaky. This bothered me so much when I first saw it because I just I feel like it doesn't look right. It doesn't the, I don't think they did a good job there. And what a digital is capable of better. This right here. Uh, I'm going to talk about this in my in my video about what's going on here because there's a lot more going on than the eyes that's that's screwing up that uncanny valley feeling and uh i'm not going to give away exactly what it is um but it has to do with the teeth in this scene on on why that looks off putting and especially in the next scene why is this so hard <laughs> i'm totally fine with the eyes seeing as she's a battle doll supposed to look a little robotic or somewhat artificial in some parts I'm, i can buy it uh i'm totally I not know. okay with it because of the fact that she's acting opposite non-stylized cg characters this guy yeah I'm totally not looking okay like four, yeah the face should be men of a 40 year old it's kind of like they looked at RoboCop, looked at the manga, and kind of blended the two together to see what they can really do. Well, this character... God, I just he, was hate, he was in episode hate, two. Yeah. No, he was in episode one. Oh, okay. The first OVA, this guy. Yeah, yeah. He did it for all of like five minutes, but he's like the main thing. I watched it recently. Um, and this is... Okay, so here you can see this guy right here. Uh, but this is interesting uh, to see that uh, it's going to be interesting to see um, what's this guy's name again? The the actor. Um, I kept calling him Egon, so I'm probably wrong. He he played uh, Christoph Waltz. Um, it's going to be interesting to see him using that pick that has like the rocket in the back. <laughs> I can't wait to see how that works. Uh, so I just want to say real quick, and I'm going to bring this up in my video on this, um, if I even have time to do the video, that uh, this is the first trailer. Things are definitely going to change um, before the next trailer. In fact, I have a theory. I think that Fox... Okay, so there's a video. I think it's on IGN where they're doing an interview with um, the director, Robert Rodriguez. And just to, to clarify real quick, um, James Cameron has had the rights to Battle Angel Alita since like 1999. So almost 20 years now, yeah. right? Oh, and basically man. what happened is that... that when Avatar was coming out, he had to make the decision whether he wanted to move forward with Battle Angel Alita or Avatar. He went with Avatar, and now he's doing two more or so Avatar movies, and there's no time for Battle Angel Alita. So um, as the story goes, Robert Rodriguez said, like, what's going to happen with Battle Angel? And he, he's like, as a fan, I, I wanted to know what's going on. And James Cameron said, if you can crack the script, you can, you can direct it, right? So uh, in this IGN interview... Um, there's a guy from Weta, and Weta Digital is, they're like, when it comes to characters in movies, full CG characters like Gollum in Lord of the Rings or The Hobbit, 
they're they're like paramount they're the they're the um you know the top dogs of of creating believable characters also um the apes and planet of the apes and everything which is i actually don't think that looked that great personally but um or i i also really hated avatar personally but uh um, I don't, I can't get attached to those non-human characters. But anyway, um, the thing is that there's a guy from Weta and there's, there's Robert Rodriguez and they're talking about the decision to give her those huge anime eyes. And based on the body language, it seems like they're being put up to it. I think I have a theory that Fox intentionally decided to make this trailer in that uncanny valley area on purpose to create buzz and discussion about this and that they're going to tone it down before the next trailer that's just i i think that's going to happen that's that's probably true then again as you pointed out for something that's been in production hell and it's not sadly sadly, more of a script writing hell hell after what you revealed i'm kind of glad we finally get at least a trailer for this I was actually really surprised for it to just pop up and like, hey, we're coming out in July. And it's like, oh, I feel like I would have heard more about this before now Um, because I I just knew that it was that that he had the right to it. Okay, you have to understand it's not production held. There was pre-production that was that was sort of uh, worked on um, at one point. And then there's just a lot of time where nothing's being moved forward on because it it wasn't a priority. You know, Uh, Avatar was taking up James Cameron's time. Right. So um, it's it's not the same thing. as, as being in production hell, it's not like it's been in production hell for almost 20 years. It's just been in like, it's been halted, you know? Um, when you say production hell, it kind of evokes the idea that, that it's literally um, going back and forth between studios and, and rewrites and, and stuff after it's already started production. It's just, it just had some concept art is basically all they did. Um, and then a little bit of, um, tweaking toying around with the script and then it went into serious production recently with robert rodriguez and that's where it's going into so it's, it's not the same thing as some other titles that have gone through quote-unquote production hell well i didn't know about the interview beforehand so i've been thinking production hell all this time so i'm trying to get out of that after hearing that so uh i love this genshin says live action hugo is worse than anime hugo you know what? Uh, okay, I'm gonna say this. Hugo is the the love interest character. He's the one that uh, in the in the OVA, um, he turns out to have been um, uh, stealing spines, whatever. Like he's in oh, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I do want to point out two things real quick, though. Uh, let me let me start uh, screen sharing again. Not that that okay. I want to point something out real quick that I thought was interesting. Right here. Dang it. God, I hate this. <laughs> Can, I hate that I can't go frame by frame here. Right here. Um, you guys can see my mouse, right? Big for you, too. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this right here, this wanted thing, this looks just like it did in the OVA. Um, like the the layout for like the face and the thing and the color and everything. That's exactly what it looked like in the OVA. So that's a nice attention to detail there. Looks a little bit weird that she slams this guy's head through this table. And uh, this like thing of peanuts doesn't really go very far. Like Oh, the bowl of nuts. It doesn't even fall. Like, <laughs> it just looks a little yeah, weird. it didn't even bump. 
Yeah, I've gone frame by frame through the, through this yeah. trailer because, like I said, I'm working on a video and I'm I'm breaking down the uncanny valley. It's a really complicated topic to get into, but um, anyway, so let's uh, let me look at the chat real quick in case anybody has anything to say about Battle Angel Elite. Uh, yeah, the eyes look stupid. Hillary didn't. Yeah, I know Hillary didn't write hers either. Anyway, um, they never write their own autobiographies. Um, you know, I don't doubt it. <laughs> Uh, Shane says he doesn't mind the eyes. Um, you know, I'll say one more thing actually about, uh, about this. Um, and I'm going to bring this up in my video too. So you guys are going to get a little precursor here. Uh, here's something that I think is interesting. So I don't think that the character design is the problem here. About this. Let me show you right here. This shot. Right. She looks like a fantastic rendition of the character. I mean, it's phenomenal, right? It looks great. When when this was all they showed in the teaser, it looked amazing. Then the trailer came out and you saw her acting opposite live action people, and it that's where the uncanny valley comes into play, because it's it's awkward to see this this animeified character acting opposite live action people, and also as I pointed out before, the CG characters as well. Right, because um, those characters, the the thing, the thing that causes the uncanny valley is um, mostly around facial features. So that other character that have an actual human face, where um, like this is just the actor acting in a green screen suit. I don't know where it was, but like here, he's just acting in a green screen suit, and then they just they remove him and put him back in and leave his face. You know, so this is his real face. So it doesn't it doesn't evoke the same problem, right? Um, but I'm just saying that the uh, when you see in the shots where she's by herself, she looks fantastic. Agree? Yes, yes. I also think that they may have hand animated her uh, with an intention of making her even more like just they're trying to make her different and they're, they're using weird techniques. I don't know. Anyway. Um, well, if I'll she's supposed to be mechanical and they want to show the articulation, I mean, I give them props for that. No, I'm just saying, like, the hand animated, I'm sure, with hand animation on top of it. It's a technical thing. Anyway, let's move on to streaming news. Disco Tech posts The Adventures of the Little Prince's uh, first episode with English subtitles on their YouTube channel. I'm on the side. I've been watching this show. I'm almost mm -hmm. done with this one. It it has a it has a very addictive charm to it. I can understand why the Christian broadcast casting network kind of held on to this series for a while. But comparing the English dub quality of the of Discotech's release and whatever the other release that you have have uh yeah quality is probably the same yeah <laughs> well, oh, they, they didn't touch up much then again it might have been the master that they couldn't control um i want to i realized that i ah, shoot i shouldn't have that i shouldn't have moved on without uh without addressing some more of the comments on this but um somebody oh, let me see who that was Genshin says, I hate that Dr. Ito doesn't have uh, the 
Tipperarian symbol on his forehead. But Jennifer Connelly playing, uh, what's her name? Shireen, or what was her name? In the original work, uh, Jennifer Connelly's character does have it. Shot when they're doing all the character names. Or the actors, I mean. I don't remember. Yeah, so here's the names. Yep, so she's got it. Um, she's playing a character that's supposed to be blonde, but that's Wait. all right. I mean, wasn't that symbol optional to get into the utopia? So he abandoned his. I don't know, but there, uh, he has it in the uh, OVA at least. I don't remember about the. Uh, okay, the manga. I need to rewatch it then. Yesterday, so. <laughs> You know, with news like this, I've been working on this one article. It's getting harder and harder to release it with. Well, I'm glad for this, but I gotta be right and adapt this now. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Alex Katz, who's may maybe has gone to bed by now, says, uh, "What about the dog-headed person and the ugly dude in in Sparta 300? Uh, what was his name? Mesistopheles? Um <laughs> I didn't see it. I need. I need to not. I need to not even go there. Uh, I was gonna say something, but I just. I. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't. Um, Any more with Alita? Yeah, I'm just gonna. We're, uh, I hate that I keep losing track of where it is. Uh, reminds me of an old anime like canon. Old man, what are you even talking about? Yeah, uh, I think he's referring to the gunslinger canon from 2012. No, that's C A N. That's Canaan. Uh, he's talking about canon, like the the girly. Uh, I have it. Where is it? Either the girly drama or the girl or the, the girly, girly magical girl or the that same the girly, girly magical girl in a hentai form. So. Oh yeah, there is one with that same name, isn't there? Um, yep. You open the scheme. What if it just sucks? Uh, yeah, Christoph Waltz. So I watch the movie because of him. Maybe they're trolling. Yeah, he's uh, talking about the drama. I don't know. They can do the fact that they spray shit on. <laughs> uh, da, da, da. Battle Angel OVA. I got nothing out of. It was basically a blurb, and then it was over. You know what? The thing about the Battle Angel OVA is like find so funny is how ridiculous Alita's movement is in that. Pardon, Galley. Her name isn't Alita in that. It's, they use the original name for her. Um, uh, the yeah, <laughs> I love how I bring this stuff up and then you guys are like, you're totally on it. You have the same here and you like get it before I even see your comment. Uh, it's nice attention regarding the monitor. Yeah, uh, it reminds me of that Tim Burton movie, the Jack Sparrow guy with scissor hands. Edward scissor hands. Look up can it. Okay, now imagine that live action. Okay, um, jumped again. I seen better graphics in Skyrim. Uh, I thought basically the same thing as you, as I did. It's weird having real people integrated with the CG characters. Like, yeah, it's just it's just that you can't do that stylized. And then, and, and their reasoning behind it in the in the interview is totally unconvincing. Well, at least they look more true to the source material, unlike uh, Anaic Flux. 
You know, I've actually never sat down and watched the live action Eon Flux. I bought the uh, the cartoon, the MTV cartoon, when that movie yeah. came out, and uh, I watched the cartoon and was so turned off that I never even bothered to see the live action movie. Oh boy, you're you're not missing out on anything. So back to the news. Uh, real quick. Um, I'm on the last couple of comments here. Genshin okay. says that her cybernetics look quite different than the manga OVA as well. Uh, do you just mean in terms of the color? Cause I actually really like the translucent look. I think that was a good choice then. Um, although they do look way too weak for how strong she is um, compared to the other characters. It doesn't seem grounded in reality that she's able to, uh, to throw around certain characters. It looks like, it looks like when they've got this full metal, you know, structure that her, you know, ornate, um, it looks like, I don't, I don't even know what type, type of material. It looks like plastic almost, you know, but it's like, just looks beautiful. Kind of like porcelain, maybe, um, not porcelain, but you get what I'm saying. Okay. Uh, it just seems like, it seems like that would shatter under the stress of going head to head with those other characters, you know, uh, AC, the people are commenting about a uh, tit face looking at them. Talking about because oh, you don't want because I'm still. I'm fine with it, but I think they <laughs> rather see motion than still image. You guys, so. you guys are upset about Jennifer Connelly. Oh, that's so sad. Um, come on, I'm so close. Where's the end? I lost it again. Canada Key Anime. Let me just grab it and make sure you guys are talking about the same thing I'm thinking of. I know where it is. Actually, I don't because uh because I rearranged everything for the sake of... Oh, it should have been right next... It's right next to me. <laughs> it's right next to me, literally. Once again, once again, something's right next to you. Yep. <clears throat> Talking about this, right? Yes. Canon? We're on the same page? We should be on the same page. Is moved. ADV, 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 Funimation. <laughs> Anyway, um, all right, so let me get through the last bit of this chat. Pinotin also has characters with giant eyes, if I recall. That's because they animated in chibi form. Kind of. You can say the same as Car Captor Sakura. Well, I love how you guys are talking about anime characters with giant eyes. It's like that's that was the whole point is that they were saying that they all have giant eyes and we're going to do it for real. Like, why are you bringing up anime with characters with giant eyes? Because it's topical. And then we go to tit faces. All right. <laughs> Genshin uh, replies, I think the translucency looks cool. And also, <laughs> and yeah, they look way weaker. But most, but the most different are the engravings. The old man screams. But, but what's, wrong, what's wrong with the engravings? That's what I want to know. What's wrong with them? How is she going to get a job? Made, they think that she's on drugs. What's next? She's going to pierce someone through the heart with a their own weapon. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's uh, let's let's speed through a couple of these um, these next articles here. All right. Show us the articles. We see us. Crunchyroll adds Black Butler 2, UFO, Ultra Maiden, Valkyrie, and Excel Saga to their catalog. So I'm wondering if UFO, Maiden, Valkyrie, and Excel Saga are now exclusively Funimation-owned. 
instead of ADV being in the picture. Could be. You mean Acer Holdings slash Sentai Filmworks slash Section 23 slash whatever else they want to call themselves? Whoever whoever holds the rights to the previous, if it ain't been continued to Funimation. Next. Mary and the Witch. Uh, Mary and the Witch's Flower Films English dub trailer was streamed. Um, so This will be shown in across the U.S. theater theaters on January 18th if it shows in your yeah. area so this is uh this is the new company that everybody's saying like oh it's going to be the new studio ghibli um well, it, studio this time around it was a former ghibli member who's created the studio not some guy that, well, that creates something sentimental lot, something I sentimental kinda, they want to claim to be the next I like, I, I feel like a lot of um people who are a little bit less informed and more judgmental about this are going to, uh, they're going to sort of boycott it. It's not really the right word, but they're, it's basically what they're going to do. They're kind of boycott this studio for trying to copy studio Ghibli. If they don't really realize that, uh, uh it's a former Ghibli employee and all that. Uh, it's, it's your duty as anime fans to enlighten people to that fact. Uh, Toonami plans to spend Christmas with the Cowboys. They're going to be showing, I think it's the first 11 episodes, first 18 or something like that, episodes of uh, Cowboy Bebop. Back to back to back marathon. Yeah, yeah. So I guess you guys can look forward to that. Again, I don't have TV in my house anymore. Um, and I, I, I also have Cowboy Bebop on DVD and Blu-ray like numerous times, so I guess it doesn't matter. All right, so we're moving on to series news, starting with anime. Card Captor Soccer, a clear card, uh, is listed with 26 episodes. Hooray. But why not 52 again? Um, Let's find out more when it, when we watch it. From what I saw of Clear Card Prologue, I'm kind of glad. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be good. Don't get me wrong. I just... Uh, a lot of controversy. I just... It was... Moving right it along. Was a weird, it was a weird experience in, at Anime Expo, how much they hyped that up and how much it seemed like they were pretending to care about it. And in reality, they were just bringing it's back. HR. That's their job. They were just bringing it back because it's a moneymaker. Um, First Girls in Panzer finale film finished four days before opening. Um, I don't work in this, in the part of production where this would, like, I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is a record or not, it sounds very that you, I mean, cause I'm, I'm intrigued by this because with an anime, I, I'm curious as to how they distribute to theaters, the production. Cause they're probably obviously not doing it on a film reel. Well, keep this in you mind. Know? Japan's Japan's big, but it's a lot smaller than, the U.S. So but you get what I'm saying. Is they, they, faster. They, oh, it's probably digital. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be digital. So I wonder if it's it not as big of a deal print. here. But it's just it's just crazy to think four days before it needs to be in theaters, like uh, that. That I, I wouldn't be surprised if we learned that somebody died <laughs> while they were working on it uh, to complete it in time. Um, and then in in related news, um, the Japan box office for Go Girls Unpanzer Das Finale first episode makes impressive 145 million yen debut. Um, and I they're not seeing the article; they're seeing us. Oh, they're not. Okay, yeah, one. Well, I haven't even clicked on the article. I was just reading the, the title. 
uh, so I, I converted that to, it's about $1,290,500 US dollars. Um, not really, I mean, do you have anything you want to say about this? Or is that, I mean, a lot of these things oh. we're just, we're just sort of reading the headlines to, to give you that, that news. We don't really need to, um, it's not like, it's not like a political thing where you actually have to sit there and read the article because the headline is on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's impressive that it accumulated a lot of money very fast. The so first movie uh, earned, I think, U.S. dollars, uh, twenty-two million, or something like that. Okay. So I'm not sure what the budget was for it uh, for this one, but but this is again, this is the debut. It's like the opening weekend kind of thing. Um. So. Well, this is. Good. They first they're mentioning the first day, not over the weekend. Yeah, but Maybe. I'm just I'm just translating it to how we sort of. Uh, in in America, we do the sort of opening weekend, which is why they started making the opening day Wednesday instead of Friday, so that they can boost the numbers. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but let's move on to the next article here. Jin Boo's paired for joint broadcast of half-length Dagashi Kashi and Takunomi anime. Uh, is Takunomi a Dagashi uh, a lot? Is the what is I've never heard of Takunomi. Has that come over here? Uh, let's see. I do not believe it's uh, brought it's over here. It's a manga. It says adaptation of Haruto Hino's home drinking themed manga Takunomi. Literally means drinking at home. Well, probably the safest place to do that. Even oh, wait, though, uh, even though I think Japan doesn't I don't think Japan has a law that you can be intoxicated in public and be put to jail. I think they're more harsh on if you disturb the peace. Gosh, people in Korea drink and drive. We don't question the Koreans. We just watch them animate and make barbecue. The disastrous life of Psyche K TV anime reveals dream collaboration with Gintama. I am hyped. You, have for you, this. Have you read the it. article? I've read the article. I'm glad you elaborate that we have on, Can you elaborate real quick on whether or not this means that it's going to be a dream sequence? Mm, probably. Is it going to is it going to be a dream sequence or is it just a dream collaboration? <laughs> mm. I'm reading it as dream collaboration, but if it ends up being a dream sequence, I wouldn't be surprised. I know nothing again, Tama, but I know a lot about Psyche Coon. So more Psyche Coon, the better. Seeing him paired up with something else, well, that's obviously going to introduce me to this character. So I'm probably going to be getting into getting Tama pretty soon, too. I know that Suntai stopped releasing it after part four. Yeah, then Funimation picked it up. I know that Crunchyroll's got like the whole show dubbed now or something like that. So yeah. Now let's talk about the New Year's. Yeah, Milky Year celebrating the New Year's. Yeah, with key and scene visuals. So I'll give you guys a brief look at these. So uh, I we I don't think this ever got brought up in the podcast, but um, Augie and I talked behind the scenes about a show called Super Gals, and. uh, this there's something um endearing about the the detective uh genre and super gals is like dreadful and really hard to watch but the little sister of the main character is 
was like an uber fan of this like detective show and that was the best part of that whole series was um when they would follow the it, it was kind of like the detective coon coon stuff from a uh, aiden well that took an interesting turn <laughs> anyway <laughs> Ooh, I I like Super Gals. To me, the best part about it was when Rin Kotobuki foils up her "quote unquote" rival, but really secret bestie. Uh, More I, personified the animation info to be revealed on December twenty fourth. So I guess we'll talk about that in the next podcast. <laughs> well, there's only one thing wrong with that. Disgaea. It's not Disgaea. Uh, Kimono Friends wins big at Yahoo Search Awards. Twenty uh, seventeen. This is this a game or an anime? This is an anime, right? It originally a was a game, a cell phone game. The cell phone game okay. failed. The anime got really popular, so it continued on as an anime. And there's some brief controversial stuff with Katakawa mm-hmm. for another season of it. Some protests to get the original writer back onto it. Something with a penguin dying and. The, the poster's still up at the zoo. Grape Coon? I think. That was the name of the penguin, I think. Production IG Pigtails Anime wins special jury award from North America Film Awards. Yay, Gynax is still, or IG still good, as always. Yep. <laughs> Funimation schedules Eureka 7 high evolution anime. Let I me can't ask you this. this um, series, but it's yeah, hold on, real, real quick. Do do you refer to I know the character is Elreka, but do you still call the show Eureka 7 or is it Elreka 7? Cuz I've heard it both ways and I think if I remember correctly, when they originally broadcast it on Toonami or, or Adult Swim episodes where they called Elreka Eureka and then they changed it and they like did a whole new dub it was it was bizarre I remember there being some controversy or something like that I'm gonna say Eureka because that's how everyone I know pronounces it I still don't like the well I probably need to give the show a rewatch but I really don't like the show I probably I'm more interested in AO because I heard it's very different from the original Mm mm-hmm Hopefully, after both of those, they learn the flaws of this and the trilogy movie will probably be something very watchable since, for some reason, any time that they, uh, Sunrise makes a mecha series, Sunrise Bandai, the trilogy movies tend to be a lot better than the show. If you look back at the original Gundam series, it was it didn't do so well, but the toy sold really well. When they released it as a trilogy movie series, it was just as big as Star Wars in their movie during their block. Yeah, and it's run for theater. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, yeah, I'm not really. I don't really pay attention to Japan's reaction to most things, especially not stuff like Gundam that came out so long ago. Right. Um, interesting point. I never really considered that before. So. Next up, we've got does Mirai in the future film to screen theatrically in 57 countries. So, um, Mamoru Hosoda, that's the name, right? I think so. 
Yeah, Mamoru Hosoda. This is the director of uh, um, quite a few things, but one of the most notable for me is the uh, Digimon movies that came over here, right? Yeah, yeah. I just hope this movie doesn't have his social commentary on it's okay to be be mundane, don't live a live an exciting life, live in the boonies, it's okay. That message that I got with like Wolf Children or Summer Wars, mm-hmm. I like the message better in The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. Yeah. A lot better. I haven't seen Boy and the Beast. I haven't either. Magical Girl Lyrical Not a Reflection anime film to screen in the U.S. on February 9th. I'm wondering who has the rights to that. Who knows? Probably Funimation now. You're behind almost all the... Uh, Stuff that gets into theaters nowadays. High school girl acquires Yuri Harem in Love to Lie Angle TV anime. The anime titled High School Girl Acquires. Wait, what is? I believe it is Love to Lie again. What is this cancerous title here? I don't, I don't know. know. I think it caused the title. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Yeah, there you go. Love to lie, Angle. Angie? Uh, I don't have time to read it. Berserk. Um, so this was, uh, I think Likonski, uh was the one who got this. Um, and we're really, we've already kind of talked about the release of, of uh, Berserk and all that. But what we're going to be using this to show is the, um, the comparisons here between the broadcast and the... Uh, oh, the broadcast over here is using a cell shaded model, obviously, and the actual Blu-ray has a um, you know hand a- animated, hand drawn uh, version that obviously is not hitting that uncanny valley we've been talking about. You know, got a much nicer. Oh God, so bad. I can't even look at it. <laughs> There's a reason I didn't watch it while it was broadcast. <laughs> um, same thing with Dragon Ball Super. I actually really like the the warmth here. I'm a little bit disappointed that the Blu-ray one doesn't have it, but uh, obviously there's more frames <laughs> happening. Um, uh, and we've we've talked about this to death. About uh, there's more here, but I'm not going to go through it. Uh, we've talked about this to death about the uh, um, how uh, how animation studios work in Japan and how this is just a very normal thing. And the only reason uh, that, um, like, you know, the, obviously this is this is done because it helps boost uh, Blu-ray sales, and it also is a budget-saving measure regarding director and produce uh, like all the all those extra fees besides people that are the animators who get paid almost nothing, you know. Anyway, moving on, um, manga news. Manga, manga, Jimmy Chonga. Vampire Princess Miyu. Uh, Vampire Yui both get new manga series. Anything to say about that? There's more out. There's pro. If it's still this popular, you might see more anime, or it might just remain as a manga. Still, there's more to come. Uh, I'm just gonna say that if they ever do a live action, uh, welcome to the ballroom. I sure hope. I sure hope they take Robert Rodriguez's uh, ideas for uh, anime fying Alita and. And, and give characters necks like these. Hey, if they get Jeffrey the Giraffe in there, I'm happy. <laughs> oh, the Toys R Us mascot? There you go. 
<laughs> Isn't that his name, Jeffrey? Yep. Yeah, book compiles Osama Tezuka's Shakespeare-inspired manga. So that's kind of interesting. They gotta they're compiling them all together. So that's yeah. more manga news there. But do we? But do we really have to have another version of Romeo and Juliet? Astro Boy did it. Steve Family Matters did it. Is is this really necessary? Have you seen Romeo X Juliet? I don't want to see it. I get it. it's a gender bent version, but no, 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 no. Watch it. They they, it. they they turn it on its head. It's amazing. The the uh, let me just put put it this way: in the opening trailer or the opening like the opening um, you know the op uh, the opening to the show. Um, I don't know if you're anything like me, but you know exactly who Tivolt is immediately when it shows up on on camera and he lives in this one and the ending is so nuts <laughs> not at all like like shakespeare's version it's crazy it's okay. really worth seeing now um, have you, you seen tromeo and juliet no <laughs> is what you expected but it's written very well you can see where that's how the director of guardians of the galaxy got his oh really first step into directing was that movie um, FDNM says, isn't it called just Mirai, re referring Mirai of the future? Um, so yeah, I was gonna say, I, I think that Mirai, Mirai means future, right? But it's the, it's also a name. So, I, uh, that's the, uh, you guys, seems like you guys already handled that. I, I don't even need to even go into the comments here. I'm just gonna let Augie do it from now on. All right. Um, so quickly, Backstreet Girls. Backstreet Girls is, the, the manga is based off of three Three uh, gangsters who end up end up betraying their boss or discouraging his boss. So they had to travel to, I believe, Vietnam to get a sex change operation. And now the sex change people are idols. It was either a choice of the sex change or face death. And okay, that is caused quite a stir. And just hearing the shock drop drama of that, I I want to watch it. <laughs> Let's see what this goes. Why did that? Yeah. Oh, here. I'm sure. I'm not talking about Backstreet yeah, Girls. Yeah, Reese, uh, mm -hmm. twenty-seven fifty-three brought that up. I thought we talked about it last time, but we probably didn't. So I'll bring mm -hmm. it up now. I came out back. of nowhere. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, Let me, uh, about knowing going out of nowhere. I really want to see a dance off between Jeffrey the giraffe and the zebra stripe zebra <laughs> from the. Gum? Yeah, the roller skating zebra okay. just me, to dance off. Let me tell you a story about that gum. Have you ever eaten that gum for longer than an hour? Yeah, it's not that good. I don't even it think it stays gum. in your mouth. That's the one that left. Thank you. I thought it was Winterfresh that did that. No, I when I was a kid, I, I I was forever turned off to that gum because when I was a young kid, I was chewing that gum, and my mom took me to. Uh, to get my hair cut and I had to sit in that chair. Uh, and it's like, it, it, it went beyond that stage. It literally turns into foam in your mouth and liquefies. It's so disgusting. And as a kid, I'm just sitting there and I have it in my mouth. And I, I just have this sour look on my face the whole time my hair is getting cut. Uh, and then I go outside and it's like, I like spit it into the garbage and it was like, I was spitting out like rotten milk, like consistency. It was awful. Oh, wow. That they they should I, then, the, I mean gum in general is like what are we putting in our mouths? But but uh, they should. Uh, I, I'm a little bit concerned about 
whatever they made that with that that happened anyway um let me go ahead and jump back to well it sounds like for this podcast jeffrey won <laughs> you want to talk about All this right. one too Back to Japan anime of, or whatever games? Yes, back to Japan anime games. So one of their recent releases is Heart of is Heart of Crown, mm-hmm. which they released the tabletop version of it and also the PC version of it. When I say tabletop, I mean like a board game or some sort of card game. Mm-hmm. Not a living, just all in one set. It's there. So have the option of getting it physically just the board game just the disc or you can go on steam and do whatever the steamers do i think go to cleveland but i'm not sure uh and then wait did i already get to I really like I really like this game company oh i did um, we're on release news wait Okay, I guess I guess this is a good time to do it. All right, so I'm going to jump over. I'm sorry, Reese. I'm trying to finish that salad. It's the first thing I've eaten um, today. So, uh, so Media Blasters is has uh, put this on their um, uh, Facebook. Finally, so there'll be more. Or is this a is this a Kitty Media title or or media uh, Anime Works title? Anime Works title. This was the something for the boys that they hinted on. <laughs> okay. Um, so, so that's that's regular release news. And then I'm going to... So you have your Yaoi series, and then we get a, I think, Yuri, maybe? Oh, yeah, yeah the Yaoi series is the I Know Kusaba or whatever? Yep. Oh. Okay. All right. I just had to double check to make sure that, that that adult title I was trying to hide from the stream wouldn't pop back up when I clicked on the link for whatever reason. Okay, so here we've got our, uh, our. I guess we're going to, this is our release news, our pre-orders here. Yeah, sadly so, not much. The only update from last week was uh, Gundam Unicorn and Hunter x Hunter Phantom Rogue Rouge. Rouge. Okay, that's weird. Oh, good. I, Mr. Nice Guy just, uh, oh, that was an hour ago, <laughs> tweeted out that the... Uh, that the podcast is going, so we might have some viewers coming from him. If you are, go ahead and let us know in the chat, even though I probably reply and won't see it. But um, hashtag sweet ums. I don't know what hashtags. I do. bought this. I bought this from the Sentai sale, by the way. No one can see was, that. Oh no! Oh, oh okay. No, I am. The, How you pronounce? Oh no! That? This is season. This is season two. Chihayafuru. Okay. How come a lot um, of people this is season two. I I bought season one, uh, which they were selling for like fifty bucks, I think. Okay. Fifty nine bucks, something like that. So, um, let's see terraformers. I'm just looking for anything interesting to talk about. Well, we kind of covered it last time. Yeah, we did. Should Should I even bother going through this? Or we've we've pretty much uh, already. Unless you want to highlight something, we. Pretty much covered it. I mean, we're almost to the oh, point of the pickups that I just got. Yeah, so might, maybe we'll just... Oh, Miraculous Ladybug is apparently being sold on right stuff. Well, season uh, one, so this is a so, collection so that's... Going, going, back to, uh, going back to the discussion of why don't Western uh, things... Uh, France is doing it. <laughs> doing like the anime theme uh, sort of thing. They're just doing it CGI. I thought that was a co-production. 
I'm saying is it's a it is a co-production, but I'm I'm just saying that they're doing it, you know. So that, to answer your question, by the way, I just bought this on uh, pretty cheap. Um, okay. Anyway, so I'm going to go ahead and let's let's go back to let's go to our random merch news. Dragon Ball Z figure set offers 101 metal coolers for three thousand four hundred dollars. And the thing that I think is really funny about this is that you can buy one of them for $34. So literally, if you buy all 101, you're only getting one free. Like, that's that's how much of a deal you're getting if you actually buy all 101. Also, who's going to buy all... I mean, this is such a ridiculous... This is even a thing. Like, wh what the heck, Japan? <laughs> hey, there's people who buy Ogre to reenact war war scenes with tanks. There's people who want to buy 101 Metacoolers to reenact scenes from Revenge, the Return of Cooler, or, or the Battle of the Middle, Thousand... Middle or There's the not Battle even, of the Thousand... There's no points of articulation in this either. And it's well, literally like a tail holding up. This tail, like the silhouette on this pretty good. That looks pretty good. That looks pretty good. And then you see it from this angle, and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> well, what do I expect? A better silhouette? Like a better design? <laughs> well, if you take someone in a sexy pose and position them differently, you're going to see an awkwardness somewhere. Yes, but I'm just saying that uh, in design, you know, as artists, we're trained to, to you know, like this is unacceptable all they have to do is get this a little bit more you know just give a little bit more shape to it it looks so weird why would, let me let me rephrase that if if this is something that exists in your crappy design don't take a picture from this angle to show it off <laughs> how about that good compromise good smile company reveals uh mazen kaiser plastic model from its new motoroid series so the good news for this is uh is for this kind of series, um, instead of, I guess, toy fair or crap or a garage kidding, other stuff, unless you like, unless you like going through it to make your own type of creation, it looks like you can kind of Lego these and make your own mechs through their different ones that they'll offer. Hmm. So it's like a modular thing? I think so. Plus, this is. I think it's Skull that they're showing, but with the big sword, I could have sworn it was like the great Majin Kai or Majinger one, the next old Majinger series that we haven't gotten yet. You see what I'm highlighting right here? Uh, yeah. Anyway, um, I don't know. I've never actually sat down and watched Majin Kaiser. I think we have that. Oh, Majin Kaiser, the 90s OVA, I didn't like it, but there's some people who do. I haven't seen Majin Kaiser's skull. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's right in my... I can grab it. Grab it real easy. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch it. Well, next up we've got Treasure the Cuteness of a Made in Abyss Nanachi and Midi figure set. Show I think I've... When I think of cute, that's what I think of right there. Yeah. Right there. Yep, totally. 
Well, you, you um, sassed I'm not watching the if you knew the story behind that, you you'd be a little heartfelt. Well, I'm not watching me. I mean, I hear it from everybody that it's going to be this fantastic, but you know, my, my way of watching stuff, I, I wait for the release. I, I, I only watch what I own and it's partly because of what I explained before with Berserk about how I just want to get the better version of it. Upset celebrates 1970s giant robot anime. Oh boy, we're going in. We're going into some hardcore collecting here. Stamps. <laughs> Fill it, lick it, stick it on. Next up, Hello Kitty Wine is here. Justin, okay. So you, when you sent me this article, I was like, I couldn't believe this is on ABC 13's website. <laughs> <laughs> Hello Kitty Wine is here, just in time for the holidays. <laughs> Ooh, they got a red one, a yellow one, a purple one, another purple one that looks like a black one, and looks like a bottle full of sand. Uh, <laughs> Hello <Anyway>. Kitty. <laughs> uh, let's see, so we got Get Glam with JoJo Motif bags, so... Literally yeah, just that, bags with the pattern on it. Yeah. The same pattern that was on the uh, bandana. The yeah, bandana that, that I got from uh, Viz. Okay. Gift yeah, purchase. Those, some of those bags don't look like they're going to hold a book. You're, you're, you're cutting out. Say that again. Some of those bags look like they're not going to even hold a book. Yeah. Uh, so now this is the one I've been, I've been really wanted to talk about. This one, this is so awesome. <laughs> Choose you your go. side with Gundam Shield cushions. Like, I would actually buy these. I want these to be the throw the throw uh, pillows on my on my couch. This I one, understand like, the Gundam Shield, but the other one, the, he just died in an episode. I'm surprised that they're using that as the Zaku Shield. Yeah, this, I don't like this. Um... I don't like this because if if you if you put this on a couch as a throw pillow, well, I mean, I guess it does serve a purpose. But as I was gonna say, if you put this on a couch as a throw pillow, nobody's gonna question what this is. But if you put this on a couch as a throw pillow, people aren't gonna get it, you know. And it's kind of like there maybe there's that subtlety get to it. it. They're gonna say it's Speed Racer. And I like how this one's here too. The the uh, the hand. <laughs> yeah, that looks like it's from uh, Zock. Yeah, I forgot what the. It, it cracks me up. I love this. So this will go perfectly with your eye shields. Or eye mask or char eye masks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we showed that in the last podcast. And then we've also got the uh, Omar Chan character uh Bushy. That is awesome. All right, I want to catch up on the chat real quick uh, before we move on to the last uh, news thing, um, which we're gonna go through pretty quickly. I just want to make sure that we I gotta go back to putting this um, full screen because this this chat is cancer right now. No, it's not. Well, what it's doing for me is I've got the chat in a window, and half the window is just white space without anything there. It's annoying. Anyway, I'm not gonna lie. I don't think I've done it this podcast, but when I usually look at y'all and respond, I so you probably noticed in the. In the previous episodes that I do this squint, that's because <laughs> typically I have the screen a lot lighter than my surroundings, so I'm having to refocus. 
Uh, let's see. You got to about Bri. Where? Read this car. Oh, I'm not. I'm not shooting the what uh, to for FDM. I'm not shooting the weatherman segment today, but I'm. I'm trying. My wife is in California right now. I I came back to Arizona for the podcast so that I could do it in a better setting because I hated when I did it last time and uh, when I was in California before Anime Expo and I wasn't even convinced that I'd be able to do it because the new MacBook that I'm using um, doesn't have USB ports. Um, it has USB-C. So I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to use the uh, the Sennheiser headset I used last time. So I'm here for that. But she's stuck in California with my four-year-old who's sick and my two-month-old, um, it, which is its own struggle, you know, because you just are attached to them the whole day. And uh, my two-month-old absolutely loves me. Um, like, it's one of those things where it, when my wife is having a hard time, literally hand me the two-month-old, two-month-old falls asleep immediately. You know, it's, it's fantastic. But now she's dealing with that all on her own and it's not, it's been hell, right? So I've come back to, to Arizona to, um, to do this podcast and to try to get the Battle Angel Alita video done. And I borrowed a green screen um, from uh, one of my other VFX friends while I was in California in order to do your weatherman segment, which by the way, I hope you're not expecting me to keep doing <laughs> every month because that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm, I'm planning to try to do that. So it's, awesome. just, it's like it's kind of up in the air because I I, uh, I need to get back to California at some point before Christmas uh, to relieve my wife of the fact that she's been doing all that uh, on her own. For green screen, is it just a green mattress screen or mattress sheet, or is this like some sort of different material? Is it felt? A green green screen is felt. a is a technical term. This particular one is. Um, it's basically a sheet, but it's it's a specific design because you what you want with a green screen is you don't want it to be see through, um, and this should be this isn't lit properly. It should be. Uh, let me just turn on these lights. See what happens. Wow, that did almost nothing for that. But when you do a green screen, you want it to be evenly lit. And this one, I need to iron it and stuff, but you want it to be evenly lit so that. When you key the color in post, you uh, you if it's evenly lit, it's you don't have the garbage mat as much, um, which is an industry term I wish I hadn't said because now I, I don't want to actually sit here and explain what that means. But um, but yeah, the the green screen it, it can literally just be like green foam core. You know, it's it's not about the actual material. It's about the fact that it's green, that it's an almost perfectly solid color. Um, that's why you have to light it properly and all that stuff. So it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what it's made out of. No, you can literally it, just paint your wall green and use that if you let it properly. No, AC, tell us the truth. Is that sheepskin behind you? you the, the screen? Why yeah. are you bringing up sheepskin? Well, it's a different material. How would a sheepskin, how would you even make a 10 by 10 green screen out of sheepskin? You shave the skin. It's not, it's, it's definitely a, a fabric of some kind. I don't, I, it's probably cotton. I don't know. Anyway. Would that still be considered sheepskin? No, not cotton. Maybe wool. <laughs> cotton is a plant. 
Ah, ah. Uh, is asking if Akisora is or is not a hentai. Repeat that. Um, FDDM just asked like for a confirmation on whether or not Akisora was or was not a hentai. Uh, I don't know. He says they, they screwed up the Chihayafuru season two. Uh, what happened? Explain. It looks like they uh, oh, oh yeah, it's you paper. Just... Whoa, 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 whoa. It looks like they have an art box, but season two fits into the season one art box already. So it's a small pitiful art box you'll put on the side. If not, then you have a measly box. Uh, they're repeating Bandai Entertainment for this one. Yeah, that was... There were a lot of shows that Bandai released, like um, Haruhi Suzumiya, Eureka 7 was one of them, where they did that thing where they did the... Okay, so the, the way that the sort of business model for anime releases in the past was that you did the art box and that would come with something special, like a bandana, an art board, a pencil cup, whatever it was, a puzzle, uh, like Tenjo Tenge. <laughs> We were talking about we were talking about the shampoo bottles and the in the shot glass. That's another funny one. It's like, oh, it's a puzzle, you know. Um, anyway, but uh, that you would do that, and then you would fill up the box. But Bandai got the, this idea to uh, to do a limited edition for each volume with these big boxes that you don't want to throw away, but you can't fill up with anything more, and it, that was really annoying. Um, there were a lot of titles that I almost didn't even buy because of the decision fatigue on whether or not I actually wanted to deal with that. Um, so that's good to know. I'm glad you brought that up about Chihaya Furu because um, it'll save me a lot of money to not buy the premium edition for part two. Uh, we'll have to see. I'll, I'll have to wait on that and, and decide later. Um, and then Reese comes in with this comment. 101 Dalmatians starring Cooler. Oh, okay. I get you saying. Okay. There you go. Yeah, that, I get it now. I had to read it out loud to, to understand the uh, the reason behind bringing that up. Um, yeah, that's funny. That, that would actually be... Uh, that wouldn't be worth the time it would take to do it, but that would be a funny uh, parody. Um, Premiums are hit King or miss. Kai. Yeah, they are. Have King Kai voice Coelho DeVille. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or Master Roshi. Um yeah, so the, yeah, the Sentai uh, premium sets, I think, are, are like, they're driving me up the wall with some of them. Like, we've talked about the the uh, Garfield behind, or is it behind you anymore? Where's where's Garfield? Garfield's up there. There's Garfield, yeah. Um, referring, obviously, to, uh, yeah, um, Umari-chan. Uh, anyway, uh, let's get back to this. Plots on Mars, Daybreak, and Melody of Oblivion. Haven't watched either. I think I... Uh, Melody of Oblivion. That's the one with the infamous female cow scene. Okay. <laughs> They're moving. This could be a Dragon Ball Super movie concept. LOL. Return of Coolers. Uh, you you're saying Fukatsu uh, no F style, like uh, Resurrection of Freezer? There, there would be more substance. Okay, the, thing is, the thing is, there already is a Return of Cooler movie. That's what Augie was saying. What is that? What did they call that? Is it just the Wrath of Metal Cooler or something like that? Something uh, like that. Yeah, the Return of Cooler. It's, it's, it's Cooler's Revenge. It's Cooler's Revenge and then the Return of Cooler, and that's the one with uh, Metal Cooler and all the all the the hundred and one 
like, I'd like to sit down and watch this again and count them and find out how many there actually were. I think there were a thousand. Yeah, it's just such an arbitrary number. Yeah, the alternate tile lists how many there supposedly were, which was like a thousand or something. And by the way, Dragon Ball Super movies, uh, by law, are called Dragon Ball Z movies for some reason, so we're just throwing that out there. <laughs> well, that's because it was a prequel movie. No, it's because uh, Dragon Ball Z was the property that people knew, and it was more profitable for them to launch uh, the, the Dragon Ball Super series using Dragon Ball Z. Infinite Rubius was boring as hell. You're better off watching paint dry. I don't know where Infinite Rivius even came into conversation, but I'll take your word for that because I haven't watched it yet, and I imagine it's going to be... Link, link them to the Facebook group. Where, why are you asking that? Why are you telling me to do that? Because they're asking it. Because oh, towards are, the end of this, they're asking for it. I thought I did that already. I'll do it again. Because we've we've gone through quite a bit of chat. So, Oh, hey, Cutie Honey 30 is here. Nice to see you. Um, yeah, okay, so you guys are, in, are getting to the part where that tail is... Okay, good. So people agree with me about the middle cooler. <laughs> um, female character has to die in order to power up the male character. It sucked. Well, well thanks for the uh, thanks for the spoiler, old man. <laughs> um, uh, next, see the Hello Kitty. <laughs> that DNF says, next, next thing you'll see is Hello Kitty dildos. <laughs> I'd love to it's see not, that on ABC News 13's website. <laughs> it's not a dildo. It's a it's it's a personal massager. <laughs> no, that's a that's the that's the uh, you know the less vulgar term for vibrator. It's a whole different yeah. thing. Oh well, in this day and age, <laughs> you guys are the best. Uh, let's see. Get some USB dongles. Uh, Got it right here. I just wasn't sure that it was actually going to work, and I didn't want to take the chance, so I came back here for, for this video. Oh, you know what? The, there's also another bit major reason was that we left the day that the trash was supposed to go out. We were gone for, you know, basically two weeks, right? I left because last podcast, I left I left right after the podcast, you know, and um, trash goes out Thursday night, gets picked up Friday, so we left, and I couldn't take the trash out, and... Um, basically every week our trash is like our it's more our recycling is like overflowing it's it's ridiculous how for whatever reason our our family just um through water bottles and whatnot we end up it's just it's cumbersome so i it's another major reason why i wanted to come back to make sure that i wouldn't have um i, I didn't want us to come back uh at like let's say the beginning of the week and have to go and have that it, it was We've we've done that in the past, and it's a huge pain. So that was another major reason behind um, coming here. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so have, I have zero obligation to reply later. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll send you that stuff. Um, On the Facebook group. page for later, either tonight or during the week, do you have? Can I have permission to post that infamous cow scene that I'm talking about? Be my guest. Okay. Um, by the way, uh, I haven't had a chance to do it yet, but in the future, I plan on including the Facebook group in the description of uh, the podcast videos. Um, so it should be there. It's not right now, but I just put it there in the chat. So it'll be there in the future. 
Well, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not linked in the description. <laughs> it's funny. I, I, it's weird how I. It's it's just so weird how I bring something up and then immediately read that you guys are already talking about it. And in this case, we're wrong. I have a friend. Um, we're watching an anime series. He'll comment something, and that's what happens next. Yeah, it's not one of those. Oh, I've seen it before. I'm going to say what it is. It's one of those random blonde moments of, oh, okay, that's what's going to happen next. Oh yeah, no, like they're just they're just keyed into the story structure. Yeah. Uh, oh, um, FDDM says that you are also welcome to feature in this um, this month in anime thing that FDDM starting on his channel. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay, so I'm caught up. Let's go. Let's go through the 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 last little bit here with the um, the miscellaneous news, and then we can we can finally get into discussion of Seraphim Call. By the way. Did anybody besides Augie and I actually watch it? I know, I know, one of you guys did. I don't know if you guys, if you're actually here though. Okay, so the miscellaneous news we've got. Am I screen sharing? I should be, right? Yes, yes, you are. I don't know why this is news, <laughs> but yep. you sent it to me, so we're talking about it. Ancient Magus Bride author warms December with Christmas art. So here's the Christmas art. Um, Near Automata and Chrono Crusade creators team up to take office ladies into battle. Uh, this is one of the more recent things you sent me. Like, yeah. literally, this is what I was working on right before the podcast was getting this added to the document. This was today. Um, uh, no, I like literally like the last hour before before the um, podcast. I, did you read the article? Can you explain what's going on? So I don't like it's really short. Right. Obviously, it's near. Uh... Automata and Chrono Crusade collaborate to have office girls fight in battle. I don't, I don't get it. First of all, why Chrono? Oh, Chrono! I'm thinking of Scrap Princess or something. Yeah, Chrono Crusade is the one with the girl who looks like Bridget from. Uh, yep. Is that Guilty yep. Gear? Demon raised in Catholic land. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So <sighs> recently. Chrono Crease. Wait, wait, wait. Night Reese. Fate Grand Order. What is this? I'm so confused. I don't, read it, I don't read have time it to now. the class. Okay. It says it's time for another one of, of those wonders of Comic Cat. The 93rd edition of the Dojinshi Mega event is coming up December 29th through 31st. And video game director, writer uh, Yoko Taro from Nier and Drakengard, and illustrator slash manga author Daisuke Moriyama, Chrono Crusade, recently seen in Fate Grand Order. What do they mean by that, recently seen? Is, is Fate Grand Order like being illustrated slash authored by multiple people? Um, have teamed up to present the proposal documents for a hypothetical game called O.L. Senki or Record of Office Lady War. Okay. It's weird. It's weird how they choose to translate things. Yeah. Um, because... Ghetto Senki became Tales from Earthsea. Um, but they're doing it more of Senki B. They're, obviously, they're playing on Record of Lodos War. 
I, I don't even know what's going on here. I'm, I'm totally weirded out by this article, so I'm going to just continue. Are, is it weird or are you paranoid of the new and unknown? I don't even know anymore. Um, Universal Studios Japan revealed on Thursday uh, the full details of its collaboration with Detective Conan for the Universal Cool Japan 2018 attraction. So, um, we're getting a lot more. Why I brought this up is because we're getting a lot more attractions for Detective Conan. Yeah. Um, so this is, I'm assuming, one of those uh, mystery. Uh, what do they call those? The mystery, yeah, the mystery, the mystery restaurant where they, they like have it's a dining experience where they have a mystery going on. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah, they're they aren't good. Uh, I've been to one. Uh, actually, my my wife's prom when we were in high school, they did one, and it was it was really cringy. Anyway, well, um, you messed up when you said back back in high school. Yeah. Anyway. Why did I mess up saying that? Well, you have a bunch of high schoolers doing it without. Was this on their own or was it supervised? No, it was. It was the like the venue for her prom, her school's prom, was at a place that they did the mystery. It was really bizarre, um, and it was. It was like it was. Let me, let me stop streaming for a second. Or stop sharing. It was really bizarre because um, they were fishing for information, like sort of uh, gossiping, like with the like we would sit at these different tables and the actors from the. It was so obvious, you know, because like they were paid performers. They were like mingling with the students and fishing for information about the school. It was it was so bizarre. Anyway, let's get back to uh, Super Sonico and this gorilla thing going on for, for the Go-Go Curry collaboration. There you go. How do you... Well, zoom that in. No one can see that. All I see is sample. I can't, I can't zoom it in. It's going to open up in Twitter, and for whatever reason, Google Chrome won't, won't <laughs> open Twitter for me anymore. I don't know what's going on. Ooh, it started. So what's the best way to advertise your... Advertise your restaurant. Well, obviously, you have Sonico hold hold some food that's about to fall out of her hands, and some out of place gorilla just staring at the Isn't, Sonico. Is is this the mascot for Go Go Curry normally? Is that why? Probably so. But look at the contrast that, here. I, we're almost just a position land here. I feel like I feel like I'm a, I'm watching Grape Ape with. Uh, <laughs> with Supersonico, you know, it just is so out of place. I, I'm sure that that's the reason why you, uh, why you, even brought this to my attention. Well, or, you well, know, I brought this up about. because it's well, two two o'clock my time, and this is the kind <laughs> of stuff to get you going. All right. Well, um, beyond this, <laughs> Frieza gives up conquering worlds to take your sushi order. I I'm guessing this. I'm not gonna be able to hear it though. Does 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 it show Frieza? Is like do is it visual? The voice, the voice. But the thing is that they're not gonna hear it. Let me hold on.
So the voice act. Hold on. Let me switch you back to the AirPods. So the voice actor for that's why are these articles? Who cares? <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not connected back to the it's well, you gotta make a buck somehow. There you go. I mean, voice actor takes take his or her time to hold on. I can't hear you now in my AirPods. Go ahead and talk. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's better. Okay. It was gonna go okay. real echoey for everybody else. That was gonna get annoying. I just can't believe like I've, I'm gonna have to start uh I'm gonna have to start like putting the band hammer on some of the some of the things we're putting into the news articles. This is so ridiculous. This I one I thought was really funny. You, oh, oh you skipped okay. Oh. I didn't have time to read them. I've been so busy this time. Anyway, uh so <laughs> this article I thought was interesting. A little sister and a little alcohol is all you need. Um so one beer company is enjoying a surge in popularity thanks to the rom-com romp, A Sister's All You Need. Um, Abashiri Beer, located in a town by the same name in Hokkaido, makes an alcoholic beverage called Oto no Shizuku, Drops of Cherry, um, anime series. So this is, like, you can see it here. And I guess they've had, like, yeah, since its appearance in the anime, internet orders have quadrupled. Uh, with most of the orders coming from Tokyo. So apparently um, you could buy alcohol online and uh, was, wasn't there like a, and I've never actually thought about it. Can you buy alcohol online in, in America? You should. I mean, the, you should be able to, I mean, somehow you have to verify your age, which. Right. I think that was the thing. But other than that, the money goes straight to taxes anyway, so there shouldn't be any issue. Well, I, mean, I remember there was something to do with um, a delivery service that, that the government shut down. But anyway, um, Japan crashed down on Mario Kart safety regulations. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. I love, uh, I love how they decided to put that uh, the Luigi <laughs> in the article. From the meme. Anyway, um, uh, I, I cut you off a second ago, though. Were you trying to say something about the alcohol thing? Let's see. No? Then okay. I'll well, FDD and M has gone to bed, but uh, what was I saying? What was the previous article again? Uh, it was the, the alcohol for the little sister is all you need. And Oh, yeah. Regarding alcohol delivery service, you'd think that would be much more safer. Then again, maybe they're relying on the money for giving people DUIs and. Oh, no. Yeah. Over. Well, yeah. You know, no. I mean, let's, let's talk about ticket quotas another time. <laughs> so um, yeah, let's let's move on to. to bed. So yeah. On. That, that pompous ass. Nobody's got to get that reference. Anyway. Um, Japan cracks down on Mario Kart safety regulations. So I guess it's safe. Obviously the, the pictures and the title give off everything that needs to be gotten from this article. So I'm just going to show them and then we're going to move on. All right. And then once again, <laughs> this is newsworthy. <laughs> Illustrator Kantoku turns underwear into fancy bows. Literally just a drawing of this. This is news. <laughs> need coming up again in, in this article uh, come on have, 
Come on, you gotta spread the love. Show show your girlfriend that you care. <laughs> okay. And then um I'm just sharing this. This is something that I don't know. You asked about Fire TV. Yeah, I thought someone online posted a brief something about YouTube shutting something down. Oh, cool. So it, it turns out that the thing I had sent back was actually accurate to what you were bringing up. So this is sort of relevant for the uh, podcast here. Uh, Google will be pulling YouTube support from Amazon Fire TVs in 2018. Um, so because they're competitors, Google's being a huge dick here. And uh, from Amazon Fire things, because they want you to have a Chromecast, which admittedly is better probably anyway, except that Amazon Fire can get can be uh, cracked and you can get like free TV and all movies and stuff anyway. So that's the thing. Um, and then of course we've got this weird thing in the middle of this article anyway. Uh, so yeah, um, that's news. I think that's actually the last thing here we can talk about. That's great. And then this is how, this is our, our organized structure of how we compile articles to talk about for the podcast is we literally just, we literally just post them as comments in our thing. Um, and then I go in and good night, Danny. Oh, we're going to talk night, about Judy, them. Honey. Anyway, let's let me finally right, stop right. screen sharing so that I can put this into the the way that I like to have the podcast oriented. And then I'm going to read all these comments of, uh, and I'm going to answer all these comments for people who have left to go to sleep. Um, by the time they, they get to it, they're dead. Okay, yeah, Reese is uh, acknowledging that the thing in the um. In the description is the page, not the group. Yeah, I'm going to add it to that same section of the Facebook. Um, sleep is for the week. Um, oh, yeah. Um, FDNAM says he's going to be joining in person finally next podcast. So that'll be interesting. Uh, Old Man says 2 a.m. there. Cutie Honey says found it. I have no idea what you're talking about. Um, oh, probably the. Uh, Either the Facebook, Facebook page or the Cal. And since I'm no longer since I'm no longer um, screen sharing, I'm going to uh, I'm going to admit, admit you into the group. I wish I could turn off the thing so I don't have to let like I don't have to approve it. Oh, I guess it's already somebody already did it. That's why it's nice to have multiple moderators on that page. <laughs> um, Danny wants to know if anybody can explain the waifu concept. I would also like to know that. Uh, don't get it, but again, I, I as I explained earlier, I'm a one-woman kind of guy, so it's hard for me to... I, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. This is fantasy. Magic can happen to you. I think that explained Dragon it Yep. Shuffling works. Clickbait is clickbait. Yep. Uh, there was no clickbait. People well, didn't know how to get the their girlfriend. The article stuff. It was the article stuff. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So we're good. Okay. Um, let's, uh, I, I probably skipped over like 90% of the comments tonight, but I just can't, I, I need to get better at this. Um, uh, Sarah from call. Yes. By the way, what's really funny is I accident. I almost accidentally watched sentimental journey, um, that we like talked about. I almost accidentally, I'm like, no, 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 this isn't it. Um, so yeah, Seraphim Call, which I also bought at Book Off for five bucks. Um, I didn't see anybody talking about it. Did anybody else watch it besides uh, Augie and I? 
Did you see any comments about it? I guess you are here. Uh, I have not seen any comments about it. Usually they go me, 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 like like Beaker, but I have not found any of those. Oh, well. Well, I know that one person bought it specifically to watch it for the podcast, but I don't. I don't. I think it's. I think it was Likonski, and I don't think they're in the uh, the chat here tonight, so they probably weren't able to make it to this. But um, what do you want to say about uh, what do you want to say about it, real quick? Do you want to give a quick thing? I've got. I've got a quick thing I'll say about it, but I don't want to let you have an opportunity to. All right. To go first. Two quick things. One, I did not expect. Seraphim Call to uh, be another anthology series similar to Boogie Pop, but much yes. more lighthearted. But a quick episode rundown. Episode one, Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. In panic. Pretty let much. me let me let me give my thing since you're gonna do a rundown. I just want to say, um, when I first started watching it, I gave it my general two and a half stars uh, sort of rating because it, it was one of those things where normally if if a show is not necessarily super gripping, but it's not like torture to get through. That's usually the, the rating I'm going to give it episode two. Absolutely loved episode two bumped up the rating a whole, you know, point like to three point three and a half. Um, I loved episode two. We'll talk about that later. Uh, and episode 10 and 11 were, were, um, very interesting concepts. The rest of them take or leave it. Anyway, go ahead and go on over the episodes. Okay. Episode one title sleeping beauty and panic pretty much a mech female mech designer designer who is an expert at this has to interact with boys which boys are males who she generally fears uh episode yeah she, two, she had a severe anxiety issues episode two to margin's crisis this is this is the one with the stuffed animals and is a story of um difference in creative ideas but we'll talk more about um, that in a bit this is where the title of the podcast came from margarine von calorie half or <laughs> half calorie or whatever episode three the taste of sweets oldest the oldest sister feels needed by the family even though things are about to change and she needs to move on with her life Act Accent of an angel. This is the one with some wet on wet action as a tomboy poses nude for a painting. There's a very interesting scene in that episode that involved a bunch of marching nuns. Oh, yes. uh, Episode five for my dreaming little sister and also episode six for my loving older sister. This is a twinology of... um, of a tale of envy. I think that's the and probably incest. the best. It's not incest. It's self love. They started making out. <laughs> they started faking out. Hey, I'm just saying. Hey, if two people was, look the same, twincest to be to be specific. Yeah, I can't argue that. All right, <laughs> episode seven: the paradox within me. A girl studies math and. And solves a proof of how a circle can become a square. That made no sense with the hand signal. And all, <laughs> su- and all of a sudden, this uncovers a time paradox. Episode eight: Atropus International Rescue Team. A spoil, a spoiled well, girl. Uh, a spoiled girl. I was going to say job. 
Yep. I was just going to say that the the thing about the circle and the square was um, it was actually I mean yes that was that was an accurate description but it was also about the uh, infinity of of pi. It was like this big. Yeah. It, it felt like they were BSing the whole time. But anyway, go ahead. You know, that, that's how math sort of is sometimes. Um, so apocalypse international rescue team. A spoiled girl gets a job while managing. A rescue team similar to via Super Argenta or or Thunderbirds, and I have a sneaking suspicion her father is kind of the Iron Man. Up next, oh, that was the the really rich girl. Yes, yeah. Episode nine: The Legend of a Girl, a reporter and a female motorcycle punk, and the lesson that was a really weird episode. The lesson to that one is to always explore the unknown, but don't go over radical. No, it was it was Not... about superstitions, and Japan has these weird superstitions that like pop up overnight about the legend of this person, and it's bizarre. Episode ten, real blue. This is the one about the manga artist. Manga no, I don't. I like that one. Episode eleven, the world inside me. This is this is another interesting one, very similar to episode two. This is a girl who goes over to the matrix of her life in a stage play like setting. Yeah, she she wrote her own stage play. It's like a she, yeah. So, th like I said, this is my second favorite episode. She's the only character in the whole thing, and it's like this. What do you call that? Like a single acting, or what do you call that? The one man show. One man show. They, it was a very interesting um, choice for an anime episode. Yeah. And why did the door disappear the first time we saw it? That was so bizarre. The door. And that wasn't one shot where it's on the hill. It just fades feel, away. It was really bizarre. Well, I think the door was supposed to represent her. Uh, what do you call it? Her awareness of being lonely in the world. Then episode 12, Eve of the Angels. This is where all these different anthology stories kind of come together and you see sort of what the point is while still lacking what's neat, what's there. Um, so the aside from that, the beginning premise is a story of 11 girls in the far distant future of 2010. <laughs> The but, future but, of seven years ago. It, it came out in 1999. Which, because it came out in 1999 from Sunrise, this was an experimental time. Hence why people probably didn't hear about this title before and how they could have gotten away with this sort of format. Or yeah. that's my, suspe my suspicions. Tags for this is a Yuri and typically a slice of life. I would throw in Throw in a sci-fi with that as well. I like how and maybe um, some drama. I like how it's called Seraphim Call. And there's all these angel motifs, and then the, the last episode is like, "There's no God, there are no angels." <laughs> and, and the last episode was a Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bizarre. Now let's talk about episode two, which was freaking amazing. They shot the entire episode, or, or they simulated, you know, as if it being like a you know, shot with a camera. They they did the entire episode from first person view 
from the perspective of a um, of a stuffed animal in this girl's uh, room, and it's really amazing how how it like you sort of become aware that you're seeing everything from first person because they show the angle in a way. And it's like, it hangs on one shot for a long time and you sort of start, it's just, it's a really psychologically interesting thing, how you piece together what's going on before you realize that this is intentional and that um, they do this thing where uh, you're not in the same place this, the whole episode, because the girl actually goes and talks to you uh, who are meant to be the stuffed animal named Margarine Von Half Calorie. And she actually picks up the the doll and moves it to other locations. And they did this really creative use of of framing the shots um, so that it felt very accurate that you were actually looking through the perspective of a stuffed animal, which, by the way, turns out to be like a um, a pervert's uh, like spying tool because it has a camera inside of it. But uh, like she'll put it down in front of the window so you can see out in the window and you can also see the animation in the background happening through the reflection of the window. It's a really brilliant um, uh, idea, something that was a very bold choice. And I, for me, uh, I enjoyed every minute of that episode just because of how creative it was and, and how every every moment I'm waiting to see what they're going to do next in terms of um, of how they're going to you know, keep it interesting while doing everything in this first person perspective. It was very cool. Other topics that the episode dealt with was, um, it did show, show that even though she's doing something childish, she maintained her personal responsibilities and going back to the creative differences, her and a friend sit there and argue for a little bit because they're at that age, even though it doesn't, it really doesn't matter that one saying we're too old old to be role playing mm -hmm. with this and the others our main character she she enjoys well, it we we should establish that the the girl who owns all these stuffed animals she creates these elaborate backstories for them and she she treats them as though they're living breathing creatures and she she's got like margarine von half calorie has this elaborate story about how he escaped like it just i don't know i forget what it was but it was like lives in a castle and escaped this thing and escape, you know and the, yes, the other certain kiss to turn back yeah and basically the other girl is saying like like she's just she's outgrown the fantasy of uh of you know role playing as as you were putting it um this whole thing and the again the framing of the shot during that scene is very interesting where where it's believable that you're in the perspective of that character. And it's funny to see that the one girl is still very infantile. And while the one girl is telling her, like, you know, I'm too old for this. I think we, we need to start uh, growing up a little bit. Like, she she kind of, like, blows her off and starts talking to the stuffed animal again. And it's just a really interesting way that they shot it where, um, where they have the stuffed animal sitting sort of next to a table so the table's obscuring a, a good portion of the shot but you still have the friend in the background and it's like the framing of it was really brilliant on how they intentionally made her smaller they made the friend smaller in the frame in order to sort of symbolize um sort of that isolated feeling of trying to speak up but not being heard it's just, i really loved it I, I would love to to sit down and watch it again and really um dissected even further just because while it's going on par partially because they hang on the shots for so long 
um, because the only time they move the shot is when the the, the stuffed animal is being moved. Um, you just have an opportunity to really see a lot that's going on, and it, it seems like it. I like to watch anything where it feels like the creative team had a lot of fun coming up with the idea and executing it. So um, I really enjoyed it. Anyway. I really enjoyed this episode too. I've I've enjoyed quite a lot of episodes. There's some that I can't really say that much because either the pace was a little too slow or I just need to sit down and just rewatch it again. The other two I want to, uh, going down the sheet, the other two I kind of want to highlight is uh, The Taste of Sweets. This one I find relatable because you have the main character, her parents are divorced, she maintains a lot of responsibilities to, well, really feel important with her family. However, the the consistent struggle here is sit here and take care of this family, or does she go on to pursue her career, which the family wants for her to do? Along with this, you have the father who's kind of a slob. He's trying to learn to not rely on her as much, and the mother is trying to, well, She's dating a chef, and you have a little melodrama of her and him actually having a relationship. Change the subject for one second. Yep. My comment that I typed into the chat changed. I specifically mentioned, uh, I was asked, Kitty Honey asked me what I was eating. I specifically typed out, it's a Costco family-sized salad. Now my comment just says it's a family-sized salad. Costco is banned from the chat. They don't pay us. Is that weird to anybody else? I feel like I've seen another comment change, too. Yeah. That's bizarre. I'm really... That's off-putting to me. (laughs) That's very off-putting. The 13, ooh. Why are my comments changing? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's really Ooh. weird. <laughs> um, yeah, I totally uh, wasn't paying attention to what you're talking about with that. But that was episode three, right? The Taste of Sweets? Yep. Episode three. Then you have episode four. I like. Yeah. So I watched, uh, interestingly enough, I actually watched, I watched the first three episodes in one sitting while I was in the cabin in Tahoe. And then I watched the next three episodes. Or No, I think I watched, I watched the first three um, so I really paid attention to the first three and then I think I watched um, like the next night I watched one and then the next night I watched two and then I watched episodes seven through 12 on the drive home <laughs> um, in the car because it's a nine hour drive. It was actually, we were on the road for 13 hours Ugh. because of uh, my two month old, you know, um, I, I kept telling uh, my in-laws like, should probably leave at like 10 o'clock at night when my two month old goes to bed. Cause it's going to be a lot easier to make this drive if she sleeps the whole time and uh, left at six 30 in the morning and she was awake the whole trip and it was brutal. <laughs> anyway, they chose their hell. All right. Speaking of that, a scent of the, a scent of an angel. What I like about the story layout of this is it starts at two different points her her within the her getting the painting painting process and her just being introduced and kind of bees yeah it was single point then jumps back to the end 
narratively they told the story in a very bizarre way and that um that episode almost has a real fake out moment where they end the episode without showing you the painting and then after the credits they show it to you yeah i, I thought that was a funny painting paying for what you got yeah i'm glad that i was gonna be, I was gonna be really mad if they didn't actually show it because they make such a big deal about it but yeah that scene with the uh the nuns <laughs> That was really bizarre. They're like they're like marching lockstep like Nazi soldiers, and then it's like, why are why are there nuns marching under this bridge? <laughs> the our main the main character of this episode, she's a tomboy. She doesn't like girly frilly things. She first she doesn't wear... embrace yeah she doesn't embrace femininity was the thing her so own femininity. So she would refuse, refuse to wear skirts and instead, instead wear these. They're not pantaloons, but they're shorts. What are they called? Culottes or something? Cutlass. Culottes. Um, yeah, they're they're like a they're like a female version of um, what are those called? Um, slacks, basically. Oh, yeah. So what she likes to do is play sports, track track team for the most part. So she so she would have like one of those run one of those uh what do you call it? trails that she runs around the city to get her exercise and all of a sudden like AC pointed out, yeah, the nun nuns happen. So along this plot line you have the artist. She wants to paint this this angel yeah so there are no gods or angels <laughs> so sort of like a Pepe Le Pew fashion she would just keep bothering her like writing she's beautiful across the schoolyard yeah joining her with different track meets just asked to paint her not touch or anything else just to paint her then it got to the point where she became her own coach but did it not come across as weirdly sexual that it, it was like, it was a control thing. Like, a. it came across to me like the, the painter was um, manipulating her in a way that like, it just, it came across as, is a, I don't know how to describe it. Like, a. a well, it's just, it's a, a control common. thing. It's a, I don't, I don't want to get into it, but it's, it's like a, well, it's like one of those things where like a perspective like, of a child, isn't that what an adult does? Yeah, but it's just, parent. It, it's bizarre. And it's, it, it feels like, um, it's one of, let me put it this way. It, I, I don't know how to delicately word this, but it, it feels like the artist is sort of getting off on the control and not the, uh, the fact that she's asking the that she's it's that she's manipulating that she's chipping away right. at, at her and getting her to do things including pose nude for the painting um but it it's bizarre because it's like she's she's enjoying the process of of chipping away i don't know it's well yeah it as you're trying to point out she's a slab of not femininity and she you have this person who wants to chip away chisel her, to yeah. chisel her into the angel she wants to demonstrate and obviously subtextually the point of having the nuns there was that she needed to cross 
by the nuns, right? And it was it was kind of a like a righteousness. Ver it, it was like she was being it didn't fruit thing going on. And it was like the choice to like, you know, being laid bare before God and needing to um, make your decision on whether or not you're going to cross that, that line. It was really, it was a really trippy episode. Then you get the swim scene. So, Oh, right. Where they, they had so the match. In order. So in this parallel story line at the beginning, you see her refuse and walk out. And then you see, see the artist try to persuade her to be painted then following this you see her kind of bearing the whole time that she's posing for this so in a way to get the artist to get her to be in the painting she challenges the athlete to a swimming match you want to take it from there well she challenges her to a swimming match uh and the the artist or the athlete Basically, it's it's sort of a, um, I challenge you to a match. If I win, you'll let me paint you. And it's kind of like, if you win, I'll leave you alone, right? Right. So the athlete jumps on the opportunity because, like, there's no way I'm going to lose. Like, this is, this is what I'm good at. I'm going to take her up on this, and then she's going to leave me alone. And I don't have to have these weird pressures and feelings happening anymore, right? Um, and then the uh, the artist is about to lose, so she feigns uh, like a severe cramp, like she's going to start drowning, but she never actually yells out help, right? And then the athlete turns around and helps, goes to help her, and then the the ar artist, uh, you know, sneakily sort of wins the race, and uh, and you know, again, it's a manipulation thing. She's like, I never told you to, I never, I never yelled out for help. You did that on your own. It's like a part of you wanted me to paint you. It's like, it's a manipulation thing the whole time. Ooh. But with all the different events and stuff and how it was for me, how it was perceived, I liked this episode. Well, I could say the whole show is very experimental and I'm really oh, yeah. glad that we chose to watch it because this is something that, like, realistically, by the time I am on my deathbed, there's no way I'm going to have finished everything in here. And this is a show that I probably never would have – it's, it's a good chance I would not have gotten to it uh, in the near future, you know? And I'm just – I'm glad that we chose to do it because I feel like it uh, um, It was a, it was something that I, I really enjoyed, and I'm glad that I saw it. I'm, I'm glad that I've, you know, had the opportunity to talk about it, and in the future we'll be able to discuss it with other people – um, and I just, if we hadn't been doing it for the podcast and for, you know, finding something to talk about during, uh, winter, um, or, you know, December specifically, uh, I just, I don't think I would have ever gotten around to actually watching it. So I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. Let's see. The next two episodes, I think we kind of agreed. They're kind of bland. Yeah. Uh, the paradox one. For me, since one of my jobs that I do is tutor math, I can probably yeah, I thought you'd this enjoy more it. <laughs> than you would. Yeah. So well, I, 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 I actually, I have a very mathematical brain, but I felt like, like I said, I felt like they were, they were really BSing a lot of stuff. And I think that didn't, because granted, this was made in 1999, didn't somebody calculate the final digit of pi? Something like that happened either 92 or 96. I forgot. Oh, who. really? So that was early. I, I thought that it happened after 
1999 and that uh because it happened after like it invalidated the story i was watching so i had a let me rephrase that during those two times some theory required that right or proof something might happen in the ooze um it it, it is you will get a parad time parad well yeah you will get a time paradox from the show or from that episode for me, for you to talk about episode eight, you have to talk about episode one, which I'll briefly cover. Episode one, like we said, there's this genius robot designer. Yeah. She's shy around men. Shows so, so shy that she gets the vapors and faints. And when she faints, she deploys like this, like how skydivers have a parachute. She <laughs> has, she has a. <laughs> An instant like a sleeping, of sleeping bag. bag yeah. to oh my her. god, I forgot about that. I also love that she she also has like a a dream sequence where she it's like one of those things where she dreams that she solves the problem and she's all brave. And I love it. She does that thing where she like she like walks into the room, she pushes like a button on the bow, and it's like whoosh, all of a sudden she's in a lab coat. You know, <laughs> it was really fun. That was a that was a really weird short for them to use as an introduction to the series, oh, uh, yeah. but it had a lot of really charming elements to it. You have the you have the robot. You have her alarm clock, which is this android holding an alarm clock, and she she just addresses her to wake up. You have the best friend have the best friend that yells at her to get in get in shape and solve the problem. So you have that going. This on. is really funny. Do you see that? Do you see what Reese just uh, put into the to the comments there? There was a new digit. There was for a new found digit for Pi found in 2010. The series is yeah. set in 2010. There you go. <laughs> so, with episode one, there, being, there, really, there really is a time paradox. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. So, episode one explained. Episode eight. Starts off with really rich Iron Man-esque character and his daughter who's super spoiled and likes to spend his money. So she and needs she... to get a job. <laughs> she worked at that ramen restaurant and, and then... She worked she, at the ramen. The ramen, the ramen guy, he like leaves the restaurant and she completely redoes the interior. Like top notch like trump tower style like just everything's plated in gold kind of thing like really overdoes it changes the entire atmosphere she like obviously it's like her dad foots the bill for it and it's like she's there to make money in order to not rely on his money and instead she spent like millions of dollars on that ramen place and it totally throws off the feng shui of his business and in, in terms of all the people there so she was going around also like Telling people to be polite, don't slouch, don't slurp, don't smoke in here. <laughs> don't sl- don't slurp in a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> then later on, it's revealed that she's in charge of this, not Sentai, but Sentai-esque rescue team, like it was I said like, before. It was like, um, it reminded me of uh, Gohan as um, Great Saiyan Man a little bit. There you go. So, like Thunderbirds. So all the all her assistants, butlers, and everyone else that she knows before she got the job, all of a sudden deploy to try to saw try to get these robbers running around in a car. 
Yeah, and then uh, her ramen <laughs> delivery is like <laughs> ridiculously late, and the guy's like starving. <laughs> oh um, man, just the over the topness of both yeah. of those. Episodes. That was a good episode. Yeah, I forgot about that one. That was a that was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. I was wondering why you didn't mention that. Uh, oh, I just like I I liked. Uh, because when I mentioned the ones that I liked, I liked them for the risks that they took and the like sort of the experimental style. Because oh, yeah. that's just a funny episode, you know. But the ones that I really liked were they they you know doing everything from a first person perspective. The other one I really liked, I liked the manga one because they went to the trouble of including manga panels instead of animation and, and, it, and I thought that they handled it in a really interesting way and that they told the story they were telling multiple stories at the same time that sort of foiled each other because they were doing the manga story that was going on with the real life story that was happening at the same time and then the other one with the uh, where the girl single acted the the play of the one man show um, was uh, was very interesting you know so now what um, so I, this this particular episode is is good but it's just it's just that it, it wasn't taking the same experimental risks uh in storytelling that these other episodes well, were. that's why i didn't draw attention to it before for to me for that one i think they were trying to work on passion building so that's why it kind of felt different from the other ones like what was the point of the boy was he like orphaned and they brought him in or was it an uncle and he was the business partner's kid or something like the his boss's kid or something it was really weird yeah, yeah they just brought him in for no reason the whole, the whole moral or dilemma that was going on is she started writing manga to impress him, but he had no interest in her. Which I didn't, I didn't get that how, out of that's it. That's what I perceived. What did you get from it? Well, she was a manga artist before he even um, started living with them, right? right? And she basically, what was going on? I, I felt like again, there's just there's so much. All the stories in Seraphim Call are, I don't, they're really sophisticated looks at things. So, like, for instance, this was turning tropes on its head again, right? And it was the idea that um, she was writing this story and her, like, best friend was one of the, was like the biggest fan of this manga series that she was writing but didn't know that she was the author because she was like keeping that from her friend um she was using a pseudonym and she was writing under a male's name right oh no my my uh airpods are running out of battery <laughs> uh -oh. spaghetti is I, I will stick with one and then switch uh when this one goes out um i'm charging the other one right now in the charging pod anyway um what was i saying uh so she was she was writing this manga series and her friend was like obsessed with it right and she was getting all this positive feedback on the series from her friend and then it, um it's one of those things where they were they the whole show is kind of addressing uh, uh how does george r. r martin put it he says that the only thing worth writing about is the human heart in conflict with itself and that's basically what was going on is that people were dealing with the conflicts they didn't know they actually had Right. So she had this conflict over the fact that she um, wanted approval from the boy that started living with them. 
and the story that she was writing was was doing these tropes about you know it was literally the same situation about the uh, um, the these people being sort of forced into an environment where a young girl and a young boy who were not related ended up living together and then all the adults in the household end up going on a vacation by themselves so so they're stuck in the house alone and it's like there's all these preconceived ideas of what's going on and she of what what happened in those situations and it, it follows the sort of manga trope and then the anime is actually taking it in a different direction and it's completely opposite and the guy's not actually interested in her and he he doesn't like the story that she's writing and he, he thinks it's lazy and he points out all the areas where there's all these holes in the story and how it's uninteresting and uninspired and it's like she's dealing with the fact that you know maybe at one time she was writing the story and she was getting all these positive feelings from the fact that her friend was enjoying it and then she reaches this age range where she's no longer interested in in her peer uh, in this case her friend's approval and she's looking for approval from the opposite sex and that he's not giving her that approval and she's having these conflicting emotions over the fact that she's you know sort of falling in love with the guy and in the manga that she's writing the characters end up falling in love like really quickly and it's it's a very complicated story and it, it approached it from such an interesting angle um and they just i just i was amazed with how many ways they were able to just inject unusual approaches to things like they they tackled so many different things including turning these tropes on their head um well, oh, there goes the other airpod <laughs> without actually um I, it, it was crazy anyway it was, it was very interesting do you have anything to say well i think the two words you're no, trying to think i lost were... i gotta grab another pair of headphones we are back uh -oh. He's oh, you're back okay keep going i'm just gonna go grab another set of headphones well, I kind of wish he was back for this, but what was strange for that particular episode is uh, looking at looking back at this comic party box. Uh, the main care, the main girl of the of this uh, episode, looks very similar to uh, her, <laughs> and for some reason, the main Hiroyuki isn't on the here, but that's what the boy looks like. Oh yeah, yeah here he is, yeah, too, right there. Right there, you can't see him at all. Back, back's just right there. That's I was going to bring that up too, actually. That I, I felt like, um, I felt like. Well, when did Comic Party come out? Uh, that's two thousand one, I believe. Could be wrong. Did Sunrise make that? I don't think so, but I'll look that up. But continue talking, please. Maybe I wonder if the manga, um, for for Comic Party, uh, was more. I don't know. That's kind of interesting. I tried looking it up earlier, and a, I could not I find felt any connection. Same thing when I was watching it. Let's see, there's probably something. It's kind of like what we were talking about with uh, Studio Ponok or whatever it is, uh, where we were talking about how um, the reason it has that Ghibli-looking style is because a, a Ghibli employee found it. It's probably a similar situation to that, where um, somebody. Somebody basically probably worked on both, and it created the whole, you know, um, sort of thing that. Let's put these down real quick. Switching over to the headphones now. Turn off. ASS. ASS. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta change the settings here, so this goes to my. Settings. Headphone. There we go. Oh. Okay. Thought I'd repeat again. Uh, KSS Studio. Maybe that's the link between the two. I don't know. I just thought it was really interesting. Um, let me look up. Can you show me a comic with a character from Comic Party again? Because I, I, I didn't... 
obviously I was out of the room when you showed it before. Um, and I, I didn't actually look it up again. I just kind of was going off memory. Her, even though right. she looks like an angry Lena. You yeah. don't know who Lena is. And well, Lena from Slayers. Yeah, yeah um, I think that uh, it is also possible that this is sort of a stereotype um, character. Well, if you can see it, here's a black and white of it. Yeah. I, th I think, though, that the, the hairstyle was uh, is sort of a – it's like a stereotypical um, – you know how, like, they have, like, that guy that represents – like, that drawing, that caricature of an otaku? You know, the big fat guy with the with the anime-themed shirt and, like, the ugly haircut and usually has buck teeth or, or something and glasses and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they've got that sort of thing. I feel like her, that design was based on a, that sort of caricature of the character looking, um, uh, you know, I, I think that, I think that that's perhaps where it was coming from, but I did, I did make the same connection, uh, regarding comic party. I think the two words that you wanted to describe this episode was perspective and conundrum. Then again, I could be wrong. Uh, all right. So, down to two episodes left, and uh, the legend of a girl—that that was a, another bland one. It it went somewhere, but I I'm not sure where. And you this mentioned superstition. The one with the play. Oh no! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, play is the world inside me. Yeah. So we skipped we we skipped the one with the uh, the motorcycle before. Yeah, the motorcycle and news reporter. Yeah, that one was like I said. It was about it was a. I, Superstition might not be the right word, but yeah, it kind of is. Basically, it was like there was this. I mean, talk about like we were talking about how how is this news? You know, earlier like why is there an art? Who who bothered to write an article about this? It's like they were they had this news organization that was that was going around tell telling the news uh, about this like urban legend about this girl. It was like this 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 possibly fictional girl that that everybody is it's kind of like the whole boogie pop thing you know it was a it was just like a superstition about this girl that she was there's something to do with luck involved everything i don't know it was really bizarre but um this girl that's like the news anchor it totally believes in this uh in this legend and the other girl might have actually been the girl that the legend was about and she like knew that the legend wasn't that it was not true that it was uh what do you call it like we're exaggerated i guess you know that it was that it was like a i mean it, it's kind of like what happens when when the story becomes the legend that it just sort of takes on this mythic uh i guess sort of quality to it you know, so okay. it was really bizarre because she was reining the other girl back and the girl, the other, the, the news girl wanted to believe in the legend so bad, you know, like she needed that superstition. And it was just kind of like a, um, a critique on, on, uh, the way that I, I don't, it was bizarre. I don't, I don't know how to articulate what was going on. I'd probably have to sit down and watch it again. It was very much a Japanese thing that was going on there. Um, but it was like they were critiquing that superstition and, and I guess the deifying 
of people. Maybe maybe it had something to do a little bit with idol, the sort of idol worship that they have as well, um, and sort of recognizing that that there really isn't anything different different between these people. It's just a profession that puts somebody in the spotlight, kind of thing. It was yeah. really weird. And then that motorcycle thing, which you you keep talking about uh, the motorcycle and the and uh, the newscaster was like that was just one scene with the motorcycle where she drives the the motorcycle and she's supposed to stop right and it's like who is doing this who are doing this in real life anyway and she drives she ends up like closing her eyes and driving off the end of the pier and the other girl like sees that this is going to happen clairvoyantly she hops on a motorcycle and drives up and like jumps off the motorcycle and knocks her to the side like um like um uh Braun saving Jamie in uh, Game of Thrones in that in that most recent season, it was it was exactly like that. And it also ended in a fiery crash. Can you state what season that is? Um, are they on season nine? What what season is season seven? I'm not sure. It's the most recent season. Okay, well they know what date it is. I mentioned that it was December fifteenth, two thousand seventeen. Oh, all right. Then we have. I only mentioned the motorcycle and news reporter because that's the only thing that stuck out in that episode. <laughs> Other than that, I think she had like a, she felt like she was a coward and needed to be brave, but I felt like I missed the whole point. It was season seven. And then we have the Eve of Angels. How they brought this, brought all these different types of episodes into like one is they introduce how each character, where they are and who they are within this community and how they react to each other and how they relate to each other. Apparently the twins, as skipped before, are ba- are the bad guys. I barely remember that episode. Like, it, it felt a little bit like they had... Um, it felt a little bit lazy. Like, some characters definitely took a back seat. Yeah, you know, like I, it felt like they could have done more with it, but they had they had so much on their plate to, uh, like, uh, here's a good example, um, Bacano. That anime weaves all these different stories together really well. Same with Dorada, but I think Bacano personally does it way better. Um, it's a more interesting way, um, where where these characters are all um, are all happening on their own and then they they intermix and they all you sort of realize how they all play into a much bigger picture um seraphim call tries to do that and it and it only has one episode to bring everything together and and they've got a lot more stories going on you know because bacano has has like four or five characters three let's say three to five characters for each of these individual stories that are happening. And then they all come together. Seraphim calls like one character each. We're going to do 11 and then we're going to have them all come together. And it, it, it didn't quite, uh, I guess technically 10 because um, the twins were sort of their own story together. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's just, it was a, it was kind of a, it, it was nice to see your favorite characters again, but it felt a little bit manipulative in that uh, we were only enjoying the the episode because we were seeing those characters again. It's kind of like when you throw in that um, token cameo, like for instance in uh, X-Men First Class when Wolverine shows up for one scene 
You know, it's kind of like um, you get all excited, but there's really no reason to get excited because literally it's just one scene. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And it's just it's sort of like a manipulation yeah. tactic that uh, studios uh, use and stuff. At least it, I know you're trying to say it's a clip. It's sort of a clip show, but at least they disguise it enough that it's not really a clip show. What do you like mean by a clip show? Oh, wait. Because a clip show for me is like, well, there's I would have two definitions of a clip show. One would be like Family Guy, where they where they cut to clips kind of thing, uh, of yeah, like well, you know, their own I'm probably thing. I'm probably referring to the second one. Yeah, well, the second one I would say for a clip show would be <laughs> would be where they do an episode where all they do is show clips from previous episodes. Yeah, which that's not really what they did. I'm not saying that that's what they did for the 12th episode. Okay. It's just that they brought the characters in and they had them interact. And some of the characters uh, were just there for because they needed to be, but they didn't. Just, there's no, let me put it this way. The final episode didn't really wrap things up. You know, it didn't, it didn't resolve because the, they were all sort of self-contained stories that there right. was, they weren't left with much to resolve at the end, you know, and it, it could have been really interesting to have structured the story in a way where the final episode where everybody comes together could have actually resolved the bigger uh, problems that the characters were all dealing with. Anyway. Um, so this leaves one question. What was the tower all about? Again, that was in the final episode. I, I barely. Yeah. Oh well, maybe that's something for the viewer to find out for themselves. Yeah, at the at the rewatch, I kind of remember it, but yeah, I believe it was some sort of new radio facility, quote unquote, uh, but really a base. Yeah, well, so for this show, I felt this is a solid C show. It's it has some slow parts, but mostly it's fast. The quirky ego. <laughs> that it works with works well. Yeah. Um, yeah, more likely you have this in your collection. Give it a watch sometime. And it does yeah. end on a Christmas episode. So clap, clap. It's December. Yeah. And the interesting thing about it, I think is um, that it's a sunrise show uh, from yep. 1999. And it's got a very endearing art style to it that is like kind of a nostalgia at this time, you know, for a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Um, and the only thing that I think could have made it a lot better is if, is if there was an English dub, because it's part of the nostalgia of, of the shows from that era was that we watched them on Toonami and whatnot. Um, so an English dub definitely could have uh, uh, improved this. I'm uh, obviously I'm not suggesting that any company that would get this now would just dub it now. Cause it's kind of missing the point. You know what I mean? Like you need that old style of doing it for it to sort of retain that nostalgic feel. Um, but um, I definitely enjoyed it and I'm glad we, I'm glad we did it. You know, I'm glad we, uh, I'm glad we gave it a shot. Cause I mean, it could have done any number of other things uh, for this month. And I, I'm just glad that we actually gave it, you know, a little bit more uh, of a opportunity, you know? Oh yeah. I'm glad to finally get this watched. It's been on my queue for a while. Yeah. Danny wants to know what anime has had the most impact on you as a person. I would say either Fist of the North Star or Ranma One Half. 
That is a really good question. Um, so the North Star being one of the first I've ever seen, and Ranma finally nailing the coffin that I want more of this. I don't know that I could answer this question uh, right now. I'd have to really give it a thought. Um, I'm sure that I could think of something um, that, like, seriously, I've seen, uh, you know, actually, I might say Advent Children in a lot of ways, just because it was one of the things that really solidified my career choice going into VFX. Um, because that's, that's, I basically wanted to do what they did in Advent Children as an artist. Um, but I know that I've seen some things. Oh, you know what? Um, I can tell you a movie that really moved me and impacted me was uh, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Um, I don't know if anybody's ever seen that. It's the sequel to Old Boy. Um, that movie, I, you know, I've, honestly, I've only ever seen it once. Uh, I own it, and I, 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 it's bizarre. It's I don't really know how to how to describe it. But basically, um, when I was growing up. I was diagnosed ADD, right? Um, which I don't want to get into all the details on it, but I've talked about this in the past on my thoughts on that now. But uh, uh, when I was in probably my junior year um, of high school, I was taking um, Japanese out in a college. I was taking college courses at night because I didn't want to take French or Spanish at my high school, which is all they offered. And um, that created this weird thing for me because the thing about ADD medication is that it, uh, it wires you, you know? So um, you take it at, let's say, 6.30 in the morning, and 15 minutes later, you're, you're completely awake um, mentally, but not necessarily physically. Um, and it wears off for a lot of people, at least, especially for me by the afternoon, which means that when you go home and have to do homework, it's like you still, you still have the side effect of, of it suppressing your hunger and keeping you up at night, but not the benefit of it, uh, helping you to focus. Right. And then, um, when I was taking Japanese, I had to take more of it, uh, for my Japanese class at night. And it just put me in this weird space where I was, I was having like, I, I would stay up probably every week. Um, I'd have like three all nighters a week. I mean, like I just could not sleep because of these classes I was taking um, and the medication I was taking in order for me to take those classes. And it put me into this really weird place that just, it, it, you can literally go psychotic from, from having these sort of stimulants while not having actual restful sleep. Um, and, uh, I had this moment with sympathy for Mr. Vengeance where I bought the movie and I was really, um, ready to sit down and or I, didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to sit down and watch it. I would just put it on as I was trying to go to sleep and it was only, uh, subtitled. Um, it might be a dub. I don't know, but I was watching it subbed and I was ready to just try to fall asleep. And almost from the moment it started, like I was completely enthralled in it, you know, and it's like I was dead tired. And by the end of it, I couldn't sleep because I couldn't stop thinking about it. I don't know. So to answer that question, like I, I have to think about, about the actual anime aspect of that, but that movie, like it's a really weird movie and it's got a lot of really messed up themes in it. But, um, 
the director, who's that guy who directed Old Boy? Um, the Korean guy. Uh, anyway, he's he he just is he's a master at his craft. It was a really um, insane piece of work. Um, anyway, for me, live action movie, I well have to go with T two Terminator. I ever saw with my dad when we finally met. So, did you know the twist when you went in to see it? Hmm. Oh, did the, you know the T2? twist? I, I didn't catch that. What would you say? No. You, I saw your mouth move on the small yeah. screen, but it didn't it didn't actually play your audio. Yes. Oh oh, uh, to <laughs> the first the live action movie that inspired that changed me was uh, Terminator Two. Terminator Two, and I asked if that you knew the, the twist, and then and then I saw your mouth move, but I didn't hear anything, and, and the camera didn't cut to you. Um, I so, did. I don't. I didn't know of any twist. Well, the twist the twist is that Schwarzenegger plays the good guy in that one. Right, right. I I know that now. Yeah. So but so I, you I, got I'm I'm asking if you got if you had I I talked about this in my review for David Dossie. I went and I spent like a, a crap ton of time talking about it about how there that movie has this incredible twist that's actually given away in the trailer, but that uh that if you actually pay attention to it um, like that's such like it's masterfully directed to where you don't know that it's going to go the way it does until it happens until Schwarzenegger shoots the T-1000 and you first see the, the donut eye or whatever effect. Anyway. Uh, oh yeah. That was a wild scene. I envy you. Yeah. That scene where he rips the, the shotgun out of the rose box. That's such a crazy scene. Yeah. So I saw that when I was four when, uh, well, my parents were finally married, finally married, and got a house. <laughs> Ooh, don't be bored, poor people. It sucks. <laughs> uh, so, people are. Reese says that if he had to pin one, he would say Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, because that is the one that was the tipping point for him to go even further into this thing called anime back in 2010. Cowboy Bebop was amazing. Park Chan-wook. Yep, that's, that's the director I was talking about. Uh, that romantic comedy. That, oh, the romantic comedy that was directed by uh, Anna was His and Her Circumstances, which, by mm -hmm. the way, I don't think is that good. Um, I don't know what I... I, I just... I didn't, it didn't do anything for me. I don't... As a person, I really uh, value honesty and people sort of being true to themselves. So I really gravitate to characters that are, that live by their own convictions, you know, and it's really hard for me to watch his and her circumstances and get, get invested in the beginning because the girl is a total fraud, you know, like to her, like she's, she's, she's very fake, you know? Um, and that's like the whole, the whole thing is about her dealing with the fact that, that she puts up a front, you know, but it's just hard for me to get invested in that because I, I've never been that person. I, you know, I wear, you know, sort of myself on my sleeves, so, so to speak. Um, I'm not, I'm not afraid to sort of stand, stand by my personal beliefs on things. Um, and, and sort of, um, challenge myself to question, I guess, my reason for believing the things that I do. 
And so I just it it it's hard for me to get invested in shows where characters are um I even just proud of the fact that their whole outward persona is completely fabricated, you know? I, I, just, I can't get into that. I understand I understand when I was growing up, I had a creative well pretty much had to lie to my parents a lot so I can one, just get out of the way of things that they're just frustrated with. And two, they didn't have anything and steal or anything like that. Just had to create this fake facade to try to please them and just stay out of their way. Um, don't have to do that now. Thank God. Yeah. Well, I think, but, I um, think that as children, yeah, there are, there are, situations like that but i'm just saying like as an adult uh and sort of having gone through you know the sort of i guess you might call it the sort of coming of age you know becoming yeah. your becoming your your real person and not your the you that your parents are molding you to be you know what i mean but to actually become who you actually are um i think that I don't know. It's just, it's hard to, it's hard to explain. It's a very complicated I topic. In, I wish I was in your shoes. I had to pretty much rebel to get to where I am at. And that's because I didn't want to live in a rut. Yeah, no, I mean, I get what you're saying. Um, so another, another thing that, that really uh, impacted me was Ghost in the Shell 2. Um, again, um, as, as should be very obvious from our discussion of Seraphim Call, I look at things from a technical perspective a lot and there the attention to detail in ghost in the shell 2 is unbelievable uh there's a scene where bato opens the the door to the car and you see when the door opens the lights go on in the car and you see the reflections on the windows and it's just like <sighs> growing up and i, I I don't know how much of this is going to come out in the um the video i'm going to try to do on battle angel alita but this is like a big thing that I wrestled with as a kid is realism and wanting to depict things in a realistic fashion. And again, it's, it's the whole thing about conflating realism and detail, but um, in understanding where style sits in that spectrum uh, of the uncanny Valley. But um, that movie pushed me in ways that other work didn't, you know, it's just, it's hard to explain, but just there are things that I see that when I see them, I I see that subtle detail. And it's one of those things that as an artist, like um, for instance, doing VFX, when I do my job well, you don't even notice that it's there. You know, it's, it's a very thankless field. So it's, I'm always looking for that, that, uh, that detail that I can see that this thing showed up on screen for a second. And it probably took a month to, for this person to do this right, you know? And it's just one of those things that I really appreciate when I see something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah. um, for me, definitely Ghost in the Shell 2 is is still one of my all-time favorite movies because it's just I every frame of that movie. Uh, I mean, Oshi it was a brutal um, on on his team. Like uh, during the parade scene, he said something like, I want no less than 70% of the people moving, you know? And it's just crazy how much detail is actually animated into that sequence. I still have not seen Ghost in the Shell 2. I have it. <laughs> well, 
we are adding that to the anime watch club list (laughs) for sure um because that is one heck of a movie now before i watch it does include the basset hound of course okay gabriel yeah in fact i wouldn't i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind if we read the novel of uh ghosts in the shell um what's it called i think it's called uh Ah oh, shit! What's that called? The one with Bato holding Gabriel in on the cover. There's a. There, I actually mm. read that in school. Um, uh, I don't know. School. I got so lucky. I hate reading because of how ADD I am. Because you end up reading the same, the same line over and over again, and it's like 15 minutes go by, and you're us. Oh, I haven't been paying attention at all. I don't even know where I'm at and I've been reading this line over and over again. Right. So that is very difficult for me. Um, audiobooks have revolutionized how many, how much I can actually read because it's just, it's something where I can, I'm an auditory learner, let's say. Right. Um, but when I was in, so does this mean future sponsorships from Crunchyroll and audible? (laughs) No, (laughs) I actually, I don't want to get into it, but, um, but the thing about it is that, uh, when I was in high school in my senior year of high school, my school, which I I went to a private school, um, it wasn't a government public school kind of thing, but, um, my school decided that they were dissatisfied with it was partially due to the way technology was developing when I was in high school, that my school was not satisfied with like reading comprehension levels of new students coming in. So they, they implemented this program where you needed to read, um, you needed to read a, a book every month uh, and write a report on it this, to, and submit it. Or maybe it was every three months or something. I don't know. It, it, Cause three months would be like four books a year for a full year, but not a school year. So they had, they had it worked out a way. It might've been a book a month. I can't remember, but, um, but they, uh, they implemented this thing where you had to read a book a month and, and, you know, write a paper and stuff on it. And I lucked out so hard. Cause that's, that's, you have to understand, like I said before, ADD meds wearing off by noon before I even get out of my classes and having to do homework every night without medication i would go to bed like at one in the morning just because of how hard it was to focus on everything so actually sitting there and reading a book on top of that for every month was just not doable i would have died right i got i had this really bizarre turn of events happen where um i took ap english um and uh, it's one of the reasons why I'm such a stickler for grammar, uh, when at least when I'm writing. Not obviously not when I'm talking, but uh, I took AP English and um, and I I actually got strep throat from going to Anime Expo the summer after my junior year when I first met my wife, and I, I realized the why is because um, when I was diagnosed with strep throat, uh, which is probably the sickest I've ever been. Um, I learned that it has an incubation period of six months and I calculated back six months prior was anime expo, which by the way, I'm probably never going to make a tip from the anime collector segment on this, but I'm going to tell you right now, don't do that thing where you high five everybody in line. 
Those people are literally sitting on piss and crap from the homeless people that are all over LA the whole time. And then they get up and spread it around to every single person with a high five. Don't do that. The people in that line have not bathed in years. Okay. Stop doing that. That's probably why I got sick. Say no anybody who's sick is spreading those things around. Now, anyway, I got, I got strep throat. I was out of school for like a week and a half. Uh, and I had, it was one of those situations where the fever is so bad that, um, I was in bed. I was bedridden. I was in bed all day, every day. And when I get up, the only time I get up is to go to the bathroom because I'm drinking all this water to replenish all the, uh, sweat that I'm losing. And, uh, every time I'd get up to go to the bathroom, I'd have to come back and change my sheets because there'd be an outline of my body in sweat on the sheets. I mean, it was awful. Right. And when I finally went back to school, um, I had a week worth of, of, of catch up to do for all my classes. And I had like, you know, like a packet of, of work for, you know, science and math and all like just a packet of work. It's like, okay, I can do this. Right. English AP English was like, like a stack this tall of work to do. And I'm like, nope, can't do it. <laughs> Not even going to try. So I actually, um, I dropped out of AP English and the way that the school was, was structured is, um, ninth grade for AP English was honors English. Then for 10th grade, if you're in the AP course, you skipped 10th grade English. You went on to 11th grade English. And then in 11th grade, you took 12th grade English. And then in 12th grade, you took AP English, right? So the only English class that I didn't, I didn't take was 10th grade English. So instead of, instead of continuing with AP, I just went back and went to, as a senior, took 10th grade English. And all the books that I had to read for, um, for AP English during the summer pre-reading, because we had all this work that had to be done in the summer before even getting into AP English, those those canceled out the stuff that I had to do for this um, month book thing. And I only had to read one book uh, in the uh, school year. And I, I read the, uh, the ghost in the shell novel. I'm going to, I think I want to call it the late goodbye. That's not it though. That's a I think they, uh, maybe the descriptions has it read or has it listed comments. Live chat. Um, oh, it's, I got it right here. It's called After the Late, Let's, After the Long Goodbye was the one okay. I'm talking about. Yeah. Man, I, I had like a total opposite experience with high, with my high school. I took the, the real world math and got the easy class. I took the regular English expecting. They had something like you're going to write a book report every month first announced. Mm -hmm. I I did that. Okay, I'll prep to write the next one. Okay, next one's ready to submit. Oh, we stopped that. Why? Had it ready. <laughs> Ugh. Let's see, old man writes, which I, I really like old man's description of, um, no, I do not want to restart computer. That is a terrible thing to do right now. <laughs> We're postponing that. <laughs> Apparently, my computer oh, wants. Oh, to oh, of his and her circumstances. She seeks yeah. adulation and approval, but finds out that doesn't provide happiness or fulfillment. It's like, you know what? Like I said, uh, I think that obviously they the story is told. Uh, going back to his and her circumstances, uh, the story is set up the way that it is in order to because th that's sort of the conflict, and she's going to come 
through at the end and be a better person. I get that. I'm just saying that she's so fake that I, I it's hard for me to get interested in it. Wait you know. So I I sat. Go ahead. You didn't like that popsicle. You didn't like the popsicle stains. I don't remember it at all because I was popsicle so turned sticks. off by her, by her behavior that I you know sort of was half tuned out the whole show. Yeah, she's an egotistical Mary Sue. You watch the show for her ego. If you didn't like it, you didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Old Man says, I know everybody recommends Fruits Basket, but the anime doesn't finish the story from the manga. Why are you bringing up Fruits Basket? Mm, well, it goes in theme. Yeah, we can always take more suggestions. When I, when I mentioned earlier that I that when I my wife and I got married, I inherited... Uh, Marmalade Boy, Fruits Basket was another one, actually, that I got from okay. from our relationship. Um, to me, this is show. crazy. I need, I need to sit down and watch it at one point. It's, it's a reverse harem, kind of. Right. Uh, it's a lot better than... It's a lot more tolerable than um, Oran High School Host Club, and it has very similar characters in it. Like... Um, Momiji is there's a I don't even Momiji is from Fruits Basket, right? Yeah, there's a Momiji, I believe. Yeah, there's believe. a character I think in Oron High School too that is like the the Momiji of that show. Uh, anyway, I don't going off on a tangent. Ooh. So should we uh, should we should we discuss next uh, podcast watch club? Yes, yes. So. We have Karis Karas. Ooh, I got me a shiny box. This is a reverse. And I have the individual. I also have the box, but because my friend gave it to me, and I, mm. I, I at one time had these these which have the slip cover in that box, and it took me like five years to finally get them back out of the box because I wanted to watch them. So, anyway, uh, so we're gonna and, watch this. Uh, and Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence. Yeah, do you want to watch that version? That's that's the version I would recommend, but there is another version of it. Um, let me grab it real quick. Well, with it I'm gonna being switch back crisp. to the AirPods too. They're already they're already fully charged again. <laughs> How long were we talking about high school? <laughs> Hold on, I gotta switch it over before you start talking because well with um, it uh, not if you can hear me. Not if you can hear me. Okay. With uh, Christmas coming around, uh, this version is probably the only thing I can get since uh, shipping's going to be a pain. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You mean well? Are we going to watch that this week though? Or are we going to save that for a future thing? I think we should well, save I'm, that. Well, up to you. I mean, Chorus isn't that long. Yeah, Chorus isn't that long. I have to find where Ghost in the Shell is because I rearranged everything for something else. I think it's over here. Um, Chance Pop Session. That's not what I'm looking for. Uh, Zoids. Nope. Um, where did I put it? I moved it. Oh, you know what? Actually, I might have. Aha. Yeah, I, it's behind here. It is sitting here somewhere. <laughs> Ah, oh, dang it. That's the live action movie. Where is my... I have the other one. <laughs> is the other one in a still case? No, it's... Uh, 
Okay, so there's there's like three different versions of this movie, um, and one of the the versions comes with an English dub. Mm. And it actually it has the characters. It has the you have this one. This is the one that this is the original release that doesn't have the English dub. It has one of the worst, awful like covers ever. Like this is such a terrible cover for this movie. Yeah. Um. You know, actually, the one thing this dub is actually even less appropriate, I think, uh, in a lot of ways. Where is it? Okay, I gotta find it. We have to talk about it. Well, if we're okay. gonna talk about it, I think we need to talk about next podcast. Yeah, I just gotta find it. Where? Okay, Harvey, Lady Vengeance. That's the okay. sequel to Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance. Oh, here, Gal Gal Geiger. Dang it. <laughs> Ends G here, and then I went to here. Where did I put them? This is this is gonna be such a pain to put this back. Oh man, Amtaro. Anyway. anyway, anyway, well, I, I, it would be, it would be simpler to just look it up on on uh, Anime News Network and look at the picture. Um, I'll just do that. Uh, Reese says uh, Funimation combo pack, or there was a. Fun I come combo pack release and Bandai had both dubs. Uh let's see. Um the new movie. Hold on. Ghost in the Shell to Innocence. There is the Blu-ray from 2009. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So Bandai had both Band right. Sacks and UK's manga UK dub. And then what is the does anybody know the Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence music video anthology DVD? What? Oh. There's this music video anthology. I think there was one for the first movie too. Okay, so this is the one. Let me uh I'm kinda getting intimidated now. <laughs> let me let me pull out of here. So if we watch it, I guess I guess on my end, I'll be watching it sub only. Well, I I prefer uh, that version actually. It's a. Uh, I mean, I actually I've never watched the dub version. I I really love the voices from from standalone complex. This is the one I'm talking about, by the way. Okay. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's less appropriate than than the other one, but um, I guess it's equally in, inappropriate for what the movie like. It's a better. This is probably better in terms of the uh, the cover. This one, this is the best one I think for cover wise. But this is the uh, this is the music video anthology one. So I don't know what the heck this is. Does anybody know? Hmm. This is new news to me. DV is considered as another version of Innocence Dude, it's wonderful fusion between the deep, grandiose visuals of sounds like Kenji Kawhi that um, I might have to pick this up just to Ooh. and it's yes, very, there is... very available cool. yes old man there is a combo pack of Karis I was holding in my hand earlier but I think it focused the camera onto AC um, yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that that it was. Well, I don't know because I, I, I get to see different things than what you guys could see. Do you want to show it real quick? Yeah, I'll show it. All right, am I on? Yeah, all right. Oh, combo. 
Ooh. I'm just going to say, uh, first of all, these this combo pack is listed in the description for the Amazon one, but look look on eBay, look on different places, look for it. You could probably get it. Always, even though it's in the description and it helps to fund the channel with the Amazon affiliate links, always just look for a better one if you can, if you can find one, you know, a better price or whatever. But I would recommend getting that one. It just looks better in your collection. Um, so don't don't go the route I did. The only reason I went this route is because I bought them as they were coming out. Because while I was taking Japanese at that college, I was at the Cypress Community College um, Anime Club, and we watched uh, Karas the Prophecy in that anime club. And uh, I bought it as it was coming out, um, uh, and it got to Revelation as well. So that's why that ended up happening. Okay. Um, that was a great anime club, Joe. That's, I got exposed to a lot of good stuff there. Um, I mean, it was mostly stuff that was currently airing at the time, like School Rumble. Uh, also watched Sexy Commando there, which is a very mm. weird title for that. Have you seen Sexy Commando, Gaiden? I have it downloaded. You never but I haven't watched seen it? The short. I haven't seen the short yet. That, um, that title is so bizarre for what that show actually is. So has has it's it's a completely inappropriate name for it's a baseball anime, right? And let me just show okay. you for those of you guys who don't know, sexy. This is gonna be a, this is gonna show this is gonna come up with some weird, really weird, uh, um, potentially really weird Google image results. Uh, it's just typed in sexy commando. Um, I know that the par par mix is. All right, I think these are these are all appropriate. So I'm gonna go because I I included Gaiden in the uh, in the title to as a qualifier. So this is uh this is sexy commando Gaiden. Um, <laughs> love this drawing of this character. Ought to be released by Discotech this summer. It probably will. I don't know why the character has this, but yeah, like at least the episodes that it, that we watched in the club were. Um, we're baseball themed. I'm not sure if the whole thing is, but yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where it follows that character. That's like, it's kind of like golden boy, I guess. Just probably be careful. Uh, I'm just scrolling down and having, having not checked those uh, other things yet, but it was funny. It's a really, it's a funny show. It's just one of those. Um, I want to say like Cromartie high school kind of. It's uh, yeah. Like this, doesn't this feel like Cromartie high school right here? Yeah, kind of, kind of. The masked Makinouchi. Yep. That, oh, God. <laughs> Speaking of of amazing live-action anime, that movie is so funny. Um, that the, the comedic timing in that is so much better than the show uh, for Cromartie High School. It's, that's forever one of my all-time favorite movies, that live-action Cromartie High School. Um, so anyway, let, so we're definitely doing Karos. I want to know, does anybody want to do Final Fantasy VII Advent Children? Just tack it on. Um, let me put it this way. For the chat, do you already have Advent Children? Have you already seen Advent Children? If we were going to discuss this in the next podcast, would you you know, jump into the conversation? Also, uh, FDDNM, I guess, is probably going to join us in the next podcast and he's already seen it. So we'll have, we'll have another angle. Uh, it's going to be an interesting podcast next podcast for sure. Especially if I'm stuck in California, that's going to be a little um, bit weird. Um, does he own Karas? 
I don't know, but Karas isn't that hard to get. And it's and I'm gonna say right now, look, for those of you who are still here live with us, we went over this, and I think that we we really gave you a lot of reasons to actually give this a chance. I'll tell you right now, Karas is absolutely worth it. It's one of the most visually stunning works of the last you know 20 years of anime. It's from the creators of Speed Racer. It's their like 50th year anniversary. So they started with Speed Racer. 50 years, this is where the company was able to get to. Um, Karas is basically an anime version of Spawn. Um, but like, I just, it's insane. It's such, it's like a samurai version of Spawn. It's totally awesome. Also, watch it, watch it subbed. Don't bother with that dub. It's terrible. Um, I can't listen to Shaggy from, uh, from the live action Scooby Doo voicing anime characters, they just can't do it. Okay, um, yeah. So I feel like Advent Children would be would be a fun thing to just include. Uh, how about we do this? Um, I'm gonna watch it. Um, we'll talk about it if you guys want to. Uh, I'm actually gonna watch the um, extended version. I think there's actually an even more extended version. I, I, I bought it. Yeah, the extended version. It's got like 28 extra. Minutes of footage in it. Cross? No, no, no. Advent Children. Oh. I only have the standard, so I probably don't have that extended Here. stuff. Well, I'll tell you this much. Um, I started watching it because, okay, am I crazy? I looked, I, sometimes I just hate the internet. I looked for the original trailer from Advent Children because I know, I know for a fact, just like I know I typed in Costco in that comment that got changed. I know that in the original trailer, not only are almost none of those shots actually in the movie, um, including the shot where Cloud is walking in the church and he looks over at the camera. That's not in the movie. <coughs> that scene is different in the movie, but the other shots at the highway chains, they're not there, right? But in the original trailer, Cloud is using the Buster Sword and not the Roku Blade. Okay, I, I swear by it. And I look at the trailers on this thing, and he's using the dang Roku blade in the trailer. I have no idea. But um, in the extended version, some of those shots from the trailer that I was just talking about actually showed up in it. Uh, and I actually think that this is a better cut, if I'm being honest. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing. I was actually just looking up the trailer because I was curious about something. I don't remember why I was looking it up. Oh, it's something to do with the Battle Angel Alita. Uh, video, but I don't think I'm going to go into detail on in the video with what I was going to bring up here. But um, but yeah, so if you, uh, um, I typed it. I swear I typed Costco. <laughs> I know I typed it. You are um, crazy. I don't know why. We I believe in Sam's Club. <laughs> also, also, it's C O S T C O. If I type that, see, okay, it's. I was wondering if, if the reason Costco was showing up when old man typed is because he didn't put the T in there, and if there's just some stupid filter that prevents you from talking about Costco. Sometimes when I tutor people in math, they will say the correct thing, but will rush, rush writing it out, skipping a variable as they put it out, input it. That could have happened to yeah. you. No, I I distinctly remember typing it and thinking it, and I know I did it. But, no, I see. Um, You're an not. Interesting yeah. thing, an no. interesting thing, going back to our discussions about high school, an interesting thing you bring up about math is that I had this weird thing going, like it's sort of something to do with like dyslexia. 
with math where when I, it was only in high school, it was like, it was as if it was a side effect of my ADD medication. But whenever I would think the number seven, I would write the number four. And whenever I would, whenever I would think the number four, I'd write the number seven. So um, I was constantly like hyper conscious of that and trying as much as possible to double check as I was thinking those numbers. But I would, um, I would get my homework right a lot more, uh, uh, you know, percentage of the time if I was if I didn't have to show my work because every time I show my work, there was a greater chance that a seven or a four would get into the into the equation and that I would screw it up because if I'm thinking the number, I know the value. It's just when I was writing it, it would come out weird, you know. I don't know. Anyway, um, I I think I definitely need to wrap up <laughs> this video. This is get, going on a long time and getting kind of weird, but um, I do want to say that. Um, I didn't watch the whole thing yet, but so far what I've seen, I actually do think this is a better cut than the extended version. Because there's a lot of extra scenes in here that I did. I did just, it feels weird. And it's partially just because it's not how I remember it. But I might actually watch both and just sort of make a mental note on which scenes are um, I do. So, so, so I'm just going to. Okay. Yeah, but it's not that much, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not that much between Karas and this, you know. Um, and I've seen Karas like six times. So, well, I've seen Karas the Prophecy six times. I haven't seen the Revelation more than once. But um, there's an awesome scene in the Yakuza house in that thing that I'm really looking forward to rewatching. Anyway, guys, so I'm going to. Which one? Inuyashiki, that new thing? That looks yeah, like Ghost in the Shell to me. Well, it's done by the same person, the, the that Gantz, but he learned his uh, lessons. Oh. All right, What's so wrap it up. Gantz? What's wrong with oh, Gantz? I say nothing's wrong with the Gantz, but others want to want to complain. Damn it, old man! I typed it. I swear I did. <laughs> hey, 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 let's think of that, about those who need to be and wrap this up. Come on. Okay, uh, I'm just four and a half hours. So I must have to be okay. All right, yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you uh, for tuning in with us tonight. I think we had a very unique, interesting episode. Uh, well, let's be honest. A lot of them get a lot of them devolve into whatever this was. <laughs> but um, uh, thank you guys for watching. And next podcast, we need to get the what's the date for that going to be? The twenty eighth. Uh, that seems right. Say add fourteen twenty ninth. Yeah. Twenty ninth. No, no, twenty eighth. The fifteenth because we're yeah. we're yeah. Okay, so let me just double check. So the fourteenth. Yeah. So on the next one will be on the twenty eighth. And just to confirm, we'll be watching Karas the Prophecy, Karas the Revelation, and feel free to 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 chime in. And we're gonna I'm gonna watch um, Advent Children, and we we can talk about that. Um, what about Ghost in the Shell Two? Or are we gonna drop that for now? Let's save that. Let's save okay. Ghost in the Shell Two for a future one because it's it's not. I don't I don't think it's Christmas themed. I mean, it's like, I don't know what the parade is going on in that for, but yeah, let's save that for, I, that needs to be its own thing. Okay. Like that, that's all we watch that, that podcast, because the discussion on that is going to go on forever. And it's going to be a lot of, like, we're going to skip talking about the news because it's just going to be, it's going to be, it'll be worth it to discuss that one. It's such an interesting um, piece. Anyway, so that's it for now, guys. Thank you guys for watching. And I'm going to stop the broadcast now. So see you on the 28th.